Hey, uh, baby, want to supervise my injection? You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Lorian, 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 Spencer, Spencer. Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City, Dame DeLorean. Bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Sir Spencer, Dame DeLorean. Clothing is optional, but pot is not. So why not whip off all your clothes and settle down into the easy chair and smoke some pot? Smoke a little. That's not optional just because you're in the bowl, man. It's like you can just sit around. It's not like you have to actually take it. That's right. You just, you got to breathe sometime. It's not peer pressure, man. It's just your turn. On a Tuesday night when you're feeling all right. It is June 21st, by the way. Happy solstice. In the year of our Lord 2022. Hey, happy solstice to you. Thank you. The longest day. Soaking up them rays. Out there in the sunshine. Sun's still out right now. It's almost, almost down. Still peeking there above the tree line. Yes. The chickens were not ready for bed until quite late this evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the long sun that we're getting. That's the long sun we're getting. Uh, Number count, by the way. We always got to check in with a number count. And it is uh, episode 170. Woo! Bowl after bowl. And uh, I got some much needed R&R. After the show last week, because I got wrecked. Yeah. You, you know what probably happened? What probably you happened? You were probably kissing too many chickens. No way. <laughs> you think that was it? Yeah. <laughs> Make Heroism sent us that uh, CDC warning. That's right. Before the show about salmonella poisoning from people hugging and kissing their damn chickens. He said, Sir Spencer, were you hugging and kissing your chickens? Answer or die. Uh, I picked them up and put them down a few times. I don't really like touch oh, my mouth on them at all. I, you might have done a little boop kiss on the top of the head, <laughs> but it, whatever. <laughs> You're worse than the kids. I am not worse than the kids. Mm-hmm. Listen, we may be a little high. That's all. That's all. That's all. It's not bad. Nah, no, nah, I don't know what the hell it was, man. But I it hit me either. hard, but but I'm glad it was just you. Oh, it did solve <laughs> the networking issues eventually. Oh gosh, it was a little weird. What a joke. It was uh, it's like the umbral. It was my umbral's fault. And it's uh, doing weird um, port forwarding things. That's yeah, like tricking uh, tricking my whole network. Well, it's a good thing that you figured it out because when we called uh, the old Gulagal Fiber, they were no help. Nah, they said that we'll get back to you by the 21st, and they haven't yet. And they didn't. Yeah, they haven't they yet. They didn't. They promised to call back. No one called. That's but all right. But again, we figured it out yeah, that we same don't. day. So. We don't need them. Who needs them? <laughs> Who needs them? Just take my packets. Send them out where they need to go. Jesus. Yeah, got one job. Come on. Come on. Well, did you have a happy Father's Day? I did. It was a great time. Yeah. Hung out with my dad. Yeah, and your children. Got a water slide set up. 
took the kids fishing, and it was a good good time. Is that the printer, or are you just knocking yeah. shit around? Yeah, a little printer action. It's always a printer involved. Had, uh, lots of good food this weekend, too. Yeah, it was nice. Yep. Nice time, nice and- time. We got some things done, including rerouting that stupid cable that we've been talking about ever since uh, he moved in there. Stupid cable. Yeah, we had this, uh, so my dad's got this digital antenna on the back deck where most of the TV comes in, uh, where he watches most of the stuff, like me TV, the old timey shit, you know, usually. And, um. Yeah, gotta catch Perry Mason every <laughs> right, night. <laughs> right. Well, it's just like a box just inside the back door. And originally that just ran on the floor from that box, a coax cable all the way into the back of the TV in the living room. So it'd be tripped on and scooted chairs over, and, uh, and the baby would go smash John the box. Would, John always likes to jack with the cable, and uh, good lord, it was just too much. So we waited till like one of the hottest days of the year <laughs> to uh, route it through the attic. So now it's going up uh, through the kitchen ceiling, and then down through that wall where it's supposed to go. And you just got to get a little wall plate for the damn thing, make it look pretty, but. Uh, as far as functional, it's there. It's now running out of that wall. Yeah. It was so funny because your dad crawled up into the attic and then, like, comes down a minute later and he's like, did you hear me? I was screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> and we were like, literally did not hear anything. No. So you're like, wow, you have great insulation, man. <laughs> yeah, your attic's really well insulated. Yeah, he was like right above us, like shouting, I guess. <laughs> First you said, well, I don't believe that. (laughs) He was like, I was shouting at the top of my lungs. I was like, I'm not sure if I believe that. (laughs) And I was like, this is the first shit I've heard you say. But he was like, well, I came all the way back over to the hole. Which when I went up there, I mean, it's like uh, almost 12 feet from the uh, attic door to where we were putting that cable in. So, you know. Oof. That's a ways. And if it's totally insulated in the floor there, slash, well, the attic floor, uh, which it is, by the way. Then how am I? How the hell am I supposed to hear him? Yeah, I didn't hear nothing. Especially when no agenda was on. That doesn't yeah, help. Yeah, no agenda <laughs> was barely on though. Yeah, it was on at a reasonable volume. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you Jeez, mean. Jeez, man, I was I've, there. I've been running around, so I haven't uh, really had time to listen to most shows live. I got no agenda on Sunday, but not on Thursday. Halfway caught up on uh, the podcasting two point. I'm just behind on some stuff, man. Yeah, that'll happen. Behind on some stuff. Did hear the Hogaroos 301, though. Woo! 301 got it done. It's a good one. But, you know, 302's already out. It's like, just when you catch up, then you got got more to catch up on. That's the way it goes, man. It's the way of the, uh... The That's way, life. way of the podcaster's life. Yeah. That's and shows that don't go live, oof. That's a backlog. Oh, I know, man. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. What can you do? What can you do? Well, we can thank some people. Yeah, it's always a great way to start the day and start the show, I think. Up front, uh, thanking some people. Because uh, we don't do this thing alone. Put this thing together with a a motley crew of bowlers out there. Whether they're passing bowls, whether they're leaving voicemails, or whether they're uh, boosting, streaming sats, all these great things. Uh, It takes a whole dang community to to keep a show rolling. And um, just just keep it uh, growing like it is. So we always want to thank those people up near the front. 
plus, you know, if you get too far behind the curtain, it's like, who knows? You know, you get your notes lost, you're not going to remember this or that. It could be a logistical nightmare if you wait till then. So that's the programming decision that we made, you know. We want to thank people up front. We want to do it loud and proud. Uh, in the, uh, somewhere in the A block, you know, right up there. And, uh, looking at the PayPal, we have two recurring donations, which are really helpful for us because they sustain the show and the regular bills that come out of there. We have some auto pays set up and we have some auto donors set up, which, uh, every little, uh, chip away at that helps. And we got one for 1111 from Circus Media. Woo! Thanks, Circus Media. Appreciate you, sir. We also got a stonation from Sharky Shark. Hey, thanks, Sharky. Four twenty a month. Uh, appreciate those guys helping us out, keeping the thing rolling. And uh, you can set up a recurring uh, donation too at PayPal. It's the donate button at the bottom of the website. And uh, we haven't, we haven't had a chance to take a look at that donate page, have we? No, it's just down. I've been directing people to the footer of the website where the PayPal button yeah, is located. If you want to send some fun fiat coupons our way. That's right. You can also uh, take off all your clothes and go to nudepodcastapps.com. Get yourself a nude podcast app. And that way you can boost. Boost. You can touch it with your big toe, the boost button. And uh, sends a micropayment right to the node in real time. And this little thing goes pew. Until we get a better sound. So many things on our wish list. Look at that wish list. Look at this thing. No, I'd rather not. Look at that. Redo the website. Get a new sound. Oh my god. I could go on. But I won't. Instead, I'll thank some people who came in that we're reading off on Helipad. This lovely little program that lets us read the boosts directly from our own node that we brought in our own house on our own equipment. Uh, which we recommend. Uh... Uh, 5,000 sats coming out of Fountain, by the way, from Paytar. Hey, thanks, Paytar. He is, uh, boosting that Gigi episode that we did. Woo! That was our last Bowls with Buds episode, by the way. And, uh, we took a week off of Bowls with Buds, um, mostly because of schedule things, and we will also have a week off next week, but this week we do have a Bowls with Buds. It is in the feed. Uh, announced in the feed, the source of all truth and holy uh, information. And uh, we have a great show coming up with Paul the Book Guy on Friday. Yeah! So if you want to see any of the Bulls with Buds interviews, that's kind of our sporadically scheduled, whenever we can get them in, uh, format. Bullswithbuds.com is where you want to go to look for those. Yes, thank you, Paytar, for the uh, 5K out of Fountain. 4,200 sats. Out of Fountain from our good boy, Floydian Slips. All right, thank you. He's doing some satvertising. Look at this. Podcasting for value. That's the number four. Uh, podcasting for value. One idiot strike at starting a value for value podcast. In the bowl, he says. Well, in the bowl to you, Floydian Slips. In the Slips. bowl. And of course, I'll have a link to his podcast in the show notes. That's right. Put it in there. Um, still getting splits, by the way, from uh, Behind the Schemes 101. That was a, such a cool one. Like... I was like, uh, boobs, this is wild, you're out of your mind, you're doing so many splits. But it's really fun to see, like, um, just the trickle effect of that and, like, other shows in your uh, helipad feed and in your node. That is, uh, it's something else, man. It's really cool. The whole 
uh, aspect of guest splits and being a guest somewhere is really pretty tight. It's just one of the reasons that uh, we're so excited about this new system and and all of the implications of it and all of the uh, use cases for it. Pretty uh, pretty excellent, I'd say. When you say, yes, most excellent. Most excellent, indeed. 2222, that's a row of ducks from Mere Mortals podcast. Woo! Our buddy Kyron. Coming out of Fountain again. Uh, he says, GG's the man. Loved this episode. Obviously, he's boosting the uh, GG episode, which, by the way, a third of those sats go to GG. Forever. So, forever and ever. So that's really cool. If you boost the GG episode, Pew! sats go to GG. Uh, he says, GG's the man. Loved this episode. He's got so many great analogies. Bananas on the blockchain just rolls off the tongue like nothing else. Man, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, it was. Bananas on the blockchain. Thanks for answer. Uh, thanks for asking my questions. Yeah, of course. Uh, he gave very calm and considered answers. Obviously, a lot of thought has been put into all these topics. Oh, man. The thought. The thought that has been put in. I can tell you. A lot of sitting around thinking. Well, thank you, Kyron. Uh, yes, next, thank you. by the way, we had a Godzilla Mammoth Jammoth boost. Uh, from your boy Lavish over at Behind the Schemes, 12, 12, 12 sats. Whoa. That's 121,212 sats out of Fountain. I don't even know how you jam that many sats into Fountain, baby. Holy sats. You got to use multiple invoices just to get them all in there. A bowler's <laughs> dozen, he says. A all bowler's right. dozen. Well, thank you, Lavish. I like that. Yeah, thank you, Lavish. You sexy beast, you. I'll give you one of these. Oh yeah. Oh my. Oh yeah. Appreciate you, baby. Uh four 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 sats from Floridian Slips. He's back out of Ooh. Fountain with some more sat vertising. He says new episode of podcasting for value is out. Keep on keeping on in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl, baby. In the bowl. Appreciate you. And uh, I do have to check out that new one. Uh forty two sixty nine, dude. 69 69 dudes can you uh guess who that's from heart of hat heart of hat yeah On thank the you live tag hat. out of curio caster he's getting in his uh launch the show boost hell yeah right on time as per schedule appreciate you heart of hat 3333 coming out of fountain from uh young girl phoenix who Thanks, says, Phoenix. Uh, phone boy should be in Nashville with Phoenix. Oh, oh. It's all right. You'll be you'll be united soon. Soon. Uh, nine 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 sats from Carolyn. Oh yeah. Thanks, Thank you, Carolyn. And uh, Carolyn says, "Happy first day of summer." Hell yes. I'm gonna get a bikini and dive into the bowl. Oh yeah. Woo! Yeah, you come with the bikini, but I don't know if you leave with the bikini. It's just the nature of the bowl. Yep. It's thrown somewhere. That's how it happens. Just happens. Yeah. Just happens that way. There's a pile of clothes over there. So. Yeah. Gets bigger by the day. Add it in. Gets bigger by the day. What can we say? 1221 sats again uh, out of Fountain. Again from Phoenix. Happy anniversary, phone boy. I love you. XOXO Phoenix. Aw. Well, 21 gun salute. 1221. Uh, 420 sats from Pew Pew Pew. Thank you, Pew Pew Pew. Oh, yeah, thanks, Pew Pew Pew. Thank Pew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's a good one. I had to. It was right there. Uh, yeah, thank Pew from uh, Curio Caster Live Tag. 
And uh, 4233 sats. That's a dinger from the Rev, the good Rev Cyber Trucker. All right. The Thanks one and Rev. only. Rever of the Roads, Rever Cyber Trucker. Uh, don't panic boost, he says. Uh, we do not panic around here. So all we do is uh, boost. Big boost and. It's the Rooster Booster. And uh, 3333. From Bowie Steed. Woo, thanks, Bowie Steed. Boosty Steed. Out of Fountain. She says, Gigi, a great episode. Thanks again. Awesome. Well, thank you, Bowie Steed. And all you crazy bowlers out there. Really appreciate it. Appreciates it. Appreciate your... Uh... While we're on the thinking part, I did want to mention that Kyron published your episode. Yes. A value for value that you did with him. That's right. So I, I teased it in the show notes last week. But this week, there will be a link to it in the show notes. A stinking link. All right, cool. Yeah, that was a great time. Yeah, it was a fun one. We've got video of it, too. Yeah. We did a live stream video. Complete with a drone view of Kansas City. Complete with my, like, walrus man (laughs) mustache. Just kind of, like, flopping everywhere. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Always appreciate Kyron. It was a really good uh, conversation. We just kind of talked about... Value for value and uh, uh, started off with like retrospective stuff that I really wasn't even prepared for at all. Like, uh, I don't want to like spoil too hard what we got into and everything, but like the first question he asked me was about our hiatus, you know? And like, where do you think you'd be without that if you like had been doing the show for those five years that we went dark? And it like caught me off guard. But it was like cool to think about, you know. Mm. Like I haven't really thought about that. I thought it was a really thoughtful, interesting question to start the show off. So uh definitely check that out. It was a fun time. And Kyron's an awesome dude. Super awesome. Yeah, we gotta get him in the bowl. Yeah, we do gotta right, I'm gonna reach out to him, see what we got, see what we got. Cool. Uh but nine PM Friday, like I mentioned earlier, uh Paul, Sir Paul Alves. The book guy. The book guy will be joining us from Scandinavia. Uh, and he, we tested his mobile setup last week, so he sounds really nice. Uh, just off an Android phone, which is pretty cool, pretty interesting. Mm, yeah. Um, he kind of was leaning on my noise gate and compression, I think, because he was outside, but like it sounded just like he was in our studio. Like it was really crispy. Nice. So, That's awesome. Yeah. We'll have to get the deets on the show. Yeah, definitely. What he's using. That'll be, uh, be one to look forward to. Also, thanks... To the bowler that sent in the photo of the bowling alley that I used for tonight's show art. Yeah, that came out of the text line. So it's just another weird and wonderful way you can send value. It's like if you see a weird old photo of a uh, bowling alley, and this one happened to come, by the way, from uh, Mary-Kate Ultra and Make Heroism. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. So we appreciate you guys. But, yeah, that's another way you can give value is just uh, send us cool pictures on the on the. Uh, MMS at 816-607-3663. What else can you do with that thing? Well, the easiest way to give value is just to pass the bowl to someone that you think might be interested in it. Or that number that Spence said, you can call it and leave a voicemail for us. And every week we have a topic that you can think about and answer. This week, we want to know about the first time you ever bought something with Bitcoin. So all you do is just pick up your phone. And call 816 607 
That's right. We'll play it, and we won't screen it. So you know, whatever, whatever right. goes, it's in the bowl. That's right. You never know what's going to happen when we pull it out of the voice line, the voicemail box, and uh, put it into your ear holes, man. We just pull it out and put it in. That's how it works. It's the natural order of things here in the bowl, I guess you could say. And uh, yes, what was that, that pew? I think that wraps us. Although yes, we we should check the pew. Quick to the pew. From Nat Ned, a row of ducks, 2222 out of Fountain. And uh, I think he's just trying to get me to say something. <laughs> Happy, s- God damn it. Happy Sankthan Safton. Sankthan Safton. <laughs> That's what right. it says. Thanks, Ned, to the motherfucking Ned. <laughs> I don't know. If it's real, he, he says. Said it's real, it's yeah. It's real. It must be real. Happy Sankthan Safton. Uh, would you sank then Safton, you copped in Hafton, man. <laughs> Just remember that. Uh, I, I'm coming up with June 23rd for sank then Safton. Well, it's only two days away. So he, he's celebrating early. I love that. I love it. Uh, you know what else I love? What? Besides me. Besides you? I like, uh, every time when we get to roll into our... Arting! Arting! Cooking! Shifting! Unchained, unchained, okay, chips, paint, unchained, unchained, go! Streaming staff, boost the ground, make they really want to build a no. Well, we remain very busy in this uh, fire sale bear market situation that we're in. Uh, if you didn't smash by under 20, then uh, it's okay, because you can still smash by just above 20. And uh, it's pretty much the same. Not much different. Yeah, in the long run. Yeah, 19.9K and 20.4K. It's like right there next to each other. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Nothing to worry about. A lot of people are worried and pulling their hair out and stuff, but it's like, uh, you know, it's really nothing to worry about. It's funny because um, still had uh, my total, like, uh, oh, Jesus, the cost basis still go up. On one of these dips I bought, and I'm just like, God. It's kind of like, I don't know. I I feel funny about it, you know, because, like, I remember 390. Well, that was a long time ago. And I was like a shiny-eyed Bitcoin. Well, I really didn't care about it, you know. It didn't mean as much to me, for sure, at 390. And, uh, you know, I'm just not sure. Uh, Sir Bimrose asks in the chat, one episode of Grumpy Old Ben scored me more sats than the last 10 episodes of ATN combined. What the fuck am I doing wrong? Uh, not live. The other, the Grumpy Old Ben's was live. Oh, yeah. And there was also blue balls built up from no Grumpy Old Ben's for ages. So it was just kind of a combo effect, I think, you know, from sats. It's like, uh, if you don't nut for a long time, it kind of builds up, you know, <laughs> you get a big old nut. Uh, but the live, I think the live is a big, uh, part for of sure. boosts. And boosting live, there's just some kind of a magnetic draw to it. You just want to, like, interact in real time and um, friggin' make the sound on people's stuff and all of that. So um, it's oh. tough because not all shows are live, you know. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of different uh, audiences yet to be curated, I think, on this yeah. whole thing. What about uh, reading the notes? Also? Reading the notes. <laughs> 
That, that's, uh, I guess, part of it. No satvertising. I respect tech that. News. I respect that Sir Bimrose only does GOB for the money. <laughs> well, there's got to be some upside, right? There's got to be some upside for Sir Bimrose. Give him something, man. Uh, I'm looking for my coiny stuff. Oh, here it is, off to the side. It's off to the side. Uh, our sats per dollar number right now, magical sats per dollar. That's what I really want to know. And Jiminy Christmas, 4897 That's what I'm looking at with wow. sats per dollar. You can almost get 5,000 sats for your dollar right now, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's a lot of sats for a dollar. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff, man. Boost that dip. It's a great time to do it. It's a great time to do it. It's a great time to... Uh, Yeet into that fountain contest. They're going to give away a cold card mark four to like the biggest booster of the month. And that previous record was held at 300K, but uh, I just saw that that has been shattered. According to Oscar Mary, that uh, 300,000 has been shattered uh, by who and to who is yet to be determined because he said he would leave that to the show to announce. But, uh, uh, there's a tingle in my wingle that says it's probably podcasting 2.0. What do you think about that? I think that's a good guess. That was my guess. That's my guess. When I saw the toot. That's my guess. Pretty cool, though. Um, yeah, I think the top three are getting prizes. And uh, I'm not 100%. I, didn't, I don't have it pulled up in front of me. I don't know what the other two are. But they're cool prizes for first, second, and third uh, top boosts of the month. Those fountain guys are always promoing, man. Always promoing. Speaking of fountain, they... Have a new version out, 0.4.0, which launched, I think, either today or yesterday. Or, you know, in Australia, where the world is on the other side, it's like, uh, time's all different there, you know? So it was probably like yesterday, but in the future, when it came out. And, uh, yeah, there's like a few changes to this one. You can earn sats now by listening to certain podcasts and listening to promotion ads, which... I tried to try out, and I don't know if I did it wrong or what I'm doing, but I listened to a Casa ad. So Casa first out of the gate in uh, doing these ads. Now, these aren't ads like normal podcasts where they like pop up while you're listening to shit or pop up in anywhere. Good. You have to go to Discover, and then they're like in the Discover tab is where they will uh, typically be, and they'll be at the top under Promoted. <laughs> oh, okay. So there are periodically ads and the casa ad i've listened to twice but then when i go to my wallet it says zero sats earned and there was this little animation at the top of the screen that played and like counted up my sats and it said 160 sats or whatever for listening to their i don't know 18 20 second ad something like that uh but Hi. i never it never showed up in my uh, kitty here did you send an email nah not yet it's like i got a lot going on you know yeah, but listening to an ad. Twice. Where's my 186 sets, man? <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all right. Uh, also, like I said, you can earn sets by listening to the stuff. So, um, I assume, and I haven't dug deeply into this, but I have been reading the blog. Like, uh, you can basically make your shows or certain shows promoted. And then uh, when people listen to it, they'll get, like, a trickle of the sats that you promote it with. Huh. So you upload sats, and then they go to your listeners? Basically, yeah. And I saw that uh, Oscar Mary was on Pomp's show, and um, at the very beginning, Pomp mentioned that he, like, 
invested in in Fountain because he was so excited about it. And I don't know if that means that he did this promoted thing or if there's like something deeper going on. I'm not sure. That was interesting and make my ear holes tingle. And I haven't listened to the whole thing. I just kind of like, I was just listening and looking around and just, you know, it's just kind of exploring the new fountain, poking around. Another thing they added is when you like somebody's clips, uh, you boost them 10 sats with that, which I think is kind of cool, actually. So I went back in time to like, uh, whatever I could find, and maybe there's a better way to find this in Fountain, I'm not sure, but I did go back in time to like a lot of the, oh yeah, there is a better place to find it. On your profile, you can go to likes. But I tried to go back and like re-like everything I've already liked. So if you've liked a clip previously, it doesn't, you know, it's not, it wasn't back when it had sats for likes. So I'm trying to go back and like sat up all of the things that I've liked, you know? And do the sats come out of your wallet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just know that if you've got a yeah, low if you, if you like stuff, it's going to cost you 10 sats. Yeah. So, you know. Liking stuff costs. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's cool, though. It's like... Uh, I like incentivizing it, clips. It's something for a like, you know? And uh, let me do the... Doing some math on yeah, that? Yeah, here we go. This is uh, two thousandths of a penny. Is what ten cents That's is. Is what right a now. like is gonna get you, uh cost you. So yeah. It'll work. It'll work. That that seems to scale, I think, in my belief. Uh ten sats. Yeah. Ten sats for like I mean, that's the thing. If you can't give it ten sats, do you really like it? We should stop lying with our likes if that's <laughs> the case, you know? Like how many things like I am guilty of this and a lot of times I use the like as like a read receipt. Acknowledgement, yeah, yeah. same. It's like a read receipt, even if I don't like something really. Shit, man. Ten sats if you like it so goddamn much. Yeah. That seems totally reasonable to me. Put your money where your like is. Yeah, there you go. That's right. So I'll scroll through and like the rest of these clips. I like the shit out of all of the uh, clips Fletcher took from uh, the Bimrose interview. Oh, yeah. That rowdy <laughs> night with three Bimroses. Three Bimroses, one bowl. Yeah, that was a good one. He had a, good, a lot of good clips there, so I punched all the likes in there. Sweet. It's cool. I'm uh, interested to see uh, all the new things that Fountain's rolling out, because it's, uh, it's a lot. And those guys were always up to some kind of promotions, and I think that uh, they might be the single biggest um, onboarding app out there, you know? Oh, yeah, I saw that there's, like, referrals now, too. Yeah, Fountain. so that's kind of Referral another... Code. That's another layer of the whole listen and earn thing is like if you invite people to the fountain app and they use your referral code to get into the fountain app then you get a multiplier for your earning thing when you earn and listen so they've got all kinds of uh different incentives baked in it's pretty interesting stuff pretty interesting stuff good stuff good stuff i'm weary of pomp okay (laughs) i'm weary of pomp but i don't really have like a firm opinion i'm not like deep into like all this whole cult of personality shit that goes on in the uh bitcoin space but i'm just kind of weary you know it's good to be weary just have weariness about it that's all that's all that's all but no i think that uh all the action is really cool and the uploading or donating sats okay donating is the wrong word but being put on the Discover page by giving Fountain Sats, which then go to your listeners, 
kind of reminded me of Bitcoin Bounty Hunt. Yeah, well, they used to be out there where it's like you would wouldn't those sats that you gave to the game it would put your logo up on the walls right. in game and then wouldn't those sats be redistributed in the level? Yeah, it would go to the players. It's like uh, you're directly investing in your audience, you know. Yeah. So That's I know that uh, it's like it's like a cleaner uh, ad revenue scheme, you know. Yeah. It's like a, I'm, I'm not exactly saying the right words for it. I know. Because I haven't had time to really soak it all in and think of it, but it's like, uh, you know. Yeah. No creepy corporate overlords directing yeah, the content you're directing, with their money. You're, you're promoting these sats directly into the app environment and your audience specifically. So it's kind of cool in that way. Yeah. I like it. And uh, gives people ways to boost back. So I think... You know, if if you're one of the holdouts that's kind of been waiting or just like clinging to your uh, fucking abandoned where dog catcher shitty podcast app, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, who is still clinging to dog catcher, dude? But uh, just try Fountain out. You don't have to put Bitcoin in it. You don't have to go and buy Bitcoin. You can just like earn it in trickles on there just by interacting, uh, cutting clips of people's shows and posting them. And if people like them, you get sats. Yeah. You can get non-KYC sats that way if you just farm them on the little, and then you'll have shit to boost with. Like, it's it's kind of cool in that sense. And you don't have to pay anything to try it out or anything. You know? Yeah, that's you the can, best part. You can just give it a shot. I mean, that's, all, that's the other beauty about value for value is there's no, like, upfront cost to it. You can try anything. If it sucks, you can walk on. I also saw... That now you can claim your podcast on there if you don't have a node. Yeah, so, they've been doing that for a while, which is cool. Yeah, that's it's a good first step, I guess, for podcasters. Mm-hmm. But it's going to make you want to build a node. It will <laughs> make you really want to build a node. Uh, especially, in, and Stephen B. was discussing this on uh, the podcast index socials, uh, where, you know... The podcaster wallet wasn't designed to be permanent and last forever. And um, I think that Fountain leverages the podcast index's podcaster wallet, which just is a shim to add uh, the value tag to feeds that don't have it or don't have the ability to like really jam it in there from their own host. So um, it's kind of something that we'll have to start thinking about not in like the immediate future, but in the near term to lo- to, you know, medium middle term future, uh, migrating away from podcaster wallet and either, what do we do? We encourage people to self host. We encourage people to pick a better host, just like we encourage them to pick a better podcast app. And, uh, we encourage hosts to be able to add a value tag. That's kind of, I guess the three fronts on which to push. Uh, ourselves, we hand hack it for now because we're riding that pod bean train, another trip around the sun. Um, pod, pod bean. Yes, that's correct. That's who we're hosted with right now. And they don't support any podcasting 2.0 stuff, unfortunately, but they're cheap as all hell. And, uh, and you got the skills. I want to switch over to cast a pod and, and clean up the feed. Cause the one thing that's really annoying about, uh, my current feed is most of it's done by Podbean and most of it's just like an unnecessary amount of lines of fucking C data in the XML. Like they're just, it's, it's overkill. It doesn't have to be all that. Um, but yeah, that's just inertia, you know, that's why like people get frustrated. Even I get frustrated and like antsy 
of like, why isn't this already doing and happening? Why isn't this already working? Why aren't a billion people already here? And it's like, these things take time. Even, even for us, we've been doing this for a year and a half and we don't have the setup that we like want or envision or is ideal. We're still working on all of the pieces getting put together. So, you know, imagine people haven't even heard of this shit yet. They've got no way of like putting any pieces in because they haven't even heard of it. Yeah. What's a node? Yeah. What's a Satoshi? It's a Satoshi node. It's a Satoshi node. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you could find out this Thursday at 6 p.m. Because there's a Casey Bitcoin meetup. That's right. Is it this Thursday already? There's one this Thursday. It's Bitcoin and coffee. Oh, Bitcoin and coffee. And then next Thursday, I believe, July 7th. You're right. Yes. They have a guest speaker. Yeah. So July 7th, uh, Nick Newman is coming up. One of the co-founders of CASA, which is uh, pretty sick. That'll be fun to meet that dude. And the topic is, uh, it's Nick Newman on why and how you should hold your own keys. Yes. Yeah, it's important. And that's kind of Casa's whole game. They help uh, people hold their own keys. And uh, you got to have sovereignty over your own Bitcoin, you know? Not your keys, not your cheese, man. What that means is if you don't have access to the actual private keys that are required to sign any Bitcoin transaction, then somebody else does. That means somebody else can spend your Bitcoin. And um, how does that make it yours? It's not yours in that case. Sorry. So if it's on an exchange, for example, if you keep all your coin just stacked up in some Coinbase wallet, um, on a on a Coinbase account, yeah. Plus, where's it gonna go someday? I don't know. I was taken aback by how easy it was to build my Umbral node. I mean, that was like a three step process. Pretty breezy, easy, cheesy, right? <laughs> it's. Yeah. I mean, the the toughest part's putting the raspy pie together. Yeah, which is still only like three, four clicks. You just plug stuff in. <laughs> like, seriously, the most involved part is peeling the stickers off the back of the heat sinks and putting them on the, the actual board. Like, that's probably oh, yeah. the most technical part, <laughs> which is so easy. You know? Um, yeah, and that thing is working like a like a champ. Yeah, when it's not. You know, attacking DNS when it's not, or when whatever. It's not, when it's not goofing our uh, local <laughs> network up, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it gets squirrely. What can you say? Yeah. Oh, you had a you had a feeling, and you followed it, and you figured it out, and you fixed it. That's right. Yeah, I, it was like the 30th thing I tried. But probably. thankfully, I didn't have to try 33 things. I was going to say it was probably the 33rd, but <laughs> it was who's close. counting? It was close, but I don't think I quite got to 33. <laughs> thank God. Um, what else did I have on my list here? Oh, um, the, speaking of the umbral being easy to use, you participated with me in that last ring of fire. I did. Ring of fire number seven. Another success. We balanced that yesterday. A million sat capacity. Woo. Uh, right now I'm organizing a five million sat capacity and I got one slot left. So... Uh, if you're horny for it, you better get in real quick. There's only one slot left. This will be... Uh, it was at the request of one of the guys who participated in a Casey Bitcoiners um, meetup. And I might even organize another larger one for him, too, if, if people are interested in that kind of stuff. I mean, it's a great time to do fat channels now while it's down. Because, um, they, you know, a channel... I mean, my oldest channel is like... Uh, creeping up on a year if not if not older than a year 
So channels can last you quite a long time if you take care of them and respect them and uh, set the fees right and you're, like, connected well. Uh, another way to take advantage of being connected while on your node, this is a service that I tried out. I've known about it for a long time. I've just kind of been waiting. Uh, and now was, again, the perfect time to kind of do some channels and liquidity management and uh, try this LN2Me, um, LN2Me.com. And they can uh, actually help you open a balance channel half off, essentially. If you hit the Get Started button, basically the way it works is they have a node. You open, uh, well, first you got to check and see if your node is eligible. And what you need to be eligible is 10 public channels and at least 20 million sat total capacity on your node. And um, I've been a little over 20 for a while and so I think that uh, you can get up to a 4 million sat channel or maybe even 5 million, but it depends on the size of your node. It depends on like the size of uh, your total capacity. And they'll tell you when you check your eligibility, if you are eligible, they'll say you're eligible for this to this many. So my window was 1 to 2 million, so I just did the 2 million. Um, basically open a channel with ln to me their node. And at opening, you can set up a push amount. You can do it through LNCLI commands. Uh, I always use Thunderhub for channel openings because uh, I'm a UI tard, and so uh, I like UIs. I'm a crippled millennial in that sense. And so um, you set up the channel, and you push half. That's like a advanced option. You can push half of the tokens over to them through Lightning. So that basically does the pre-balance. And... What it essentially does is it sends them that many sats. So I opened a 2 million sat channel and pushed 1 million to them via lightning. Um, so then I have a, ba a balanced channel. It's perfectly balanced. But then the second part of it, which is cool, is that right when the channel confirms, there's a little web form with three fields to fill out. Super easy. One is the channel ID which you can find in a lot of different places, but they make it very easy. You can use the long or the short format. The long format, I always have to go to 1ml.com to find. Uh, and you can find it there if you uh, look up your different channels on your node. But the short format is displayed in Thunderhub, and you can copy that in too. It's like got an X in it usually or some letter character. So you put your channel ID of the channel that just confirmed to their node. You put your on-chain address, so like if you're using Thunderhub for everything like I do, you can just click on the little anchor receive and spin up a new Bitcoin address for on-chain. And you paste that Bitcoin address in there. And then you go into the tools and you sign a message with your node. And uh, the message you sign is the channel ID you use. So after you paste the channel ID in there, you then go back, you paste that channel ID into the sign message uh, tool in Thunderhub, and then you just copy that string. It's like a, it'll give you a hash that's the signature. And those three things, you just click the button, and it sends you that half back on chain so that you have that on your node. So TLDR of it, you open a fat channel, push half the sats over, and then you get half of those sats back on chain. They eat the on chain fee. It's a great way to, uh, if you have a lot of liquidity uh, ready to launch and your node is kind of building, you get this extra channel at half price. 
because you open a 2 million sat channel and you get 1 million sats on chain to open another channel with in the future. It's pretty dope. Very cool. Yeah. Very Test, legal. Tested and uh, approved. By the wolf. By the wolf, yeah. Wolf stamp of approval. It worked for me. Right immediately. I love these uh, solutions that are automated like that too. Like somebody can just set it up to where like they're, they're no double checks and sees, oh yeah, they do have a channel ID and it is the right node because they signed it. And uh, okay, well then I will. That's enough. That's enough level of trust for me to send back the the money that they sent me. It's like yeah. they can confirm they sent you the sats, or that you sent them the sats, and so then they send it back. Pretty cool. Immediately, a. Cool. Eh? Yeah, it was right away. It was right away. It was like wow. you know, as soon as the and right now the mempool is low. I don't know if it would behave differently in a high fee environment, like in a high mempool environment. I don't know if it's like. If they would pay a higher fee to get it confirmed faster, because I tested it in a low fee environment, but uh, either way, they ate the fee, which is kind of cool. Nice. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. I recommend it. Ellentome.com. Try cool. it out. Try it out if you're building your node and you hit that 20 million mark. You can find the link in the show notes. Um. Oh, by the way, Nick Newman of Casa. We talked about that, but we didn't mention it's going to be at Bricks which is the new uh, Mexican restaurant in Westport, right by Buzzard Beach. Oh, the ones that you can buy your burrito for sats? Yes, they do take <laughs> sat- They're like the only orange pill business in KC just about. I wow. think there's like three or four of them, but like one's a Jeep dealership. and like uh, Oh, that's fun. I know, right? Uh, another place that you can spend your Bitcoin for stuff in real life, which, by the way, was the topic a little bit later on. Um douche bar we talked about his farm yeah last week and uh he's got 30 broilers left in the freezer for sale at four bucks a pound so go out there and grab yourself a nice uh pasture raised broiler chicken and uh you can pay in fiat or in bitcoin whatever you like cool i'll have a, a link to his mastodon toot where his information is at if you like fresh, clean meat, motherfucker, then uh, yeah, hit him up. Uh, we always <laughs> we always have a tough time finding him on the socials, so I wrote it down. It's sdbar08. Thank you. <laughs> at noagendasocial.com. You can hit him up. He also has his uh, phone number if you want to send him a text, but you got to find him on No Agenda Social. I, I'm blasting nobody's phone number. But mine no. Here. No. You still That's have a. All. You got to do a little bit of research, people. Come on. Yeah. With a bird shite account attached to bowl after bowl. Yeah. No way. Would I ever <laughs> yeah. say anyone's phone number on here? Uh, his phone number is 69. <laughs> so give him a call or text and buy some chicken. Buy some clean ass chicken. Yeah. It's awesome. It's the way to go. It's for my Casey peeps. We saw them processing it. It's clean. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a lovely place out there. They've got a uh, great operation. So. Yeah. And they're awesome people. Get them while they're getting's good. There's only thirty. Uh, there's only thirty birds left, so they're gonna go fast. I can tell you that. I can tell you, uh, and that I believe. Uh, believe that's my shit stain. All right. Well, all wrapped I can up nicely. Tell you that there weren't so many thirty-three stories this week. Oh. Yeah. Kind of bearish on the thirty-threes right now, huh? <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Gave me a break. Thirty-three the dip. <laughs> Yeah, but I did see that 33 top U.S. hospitals sent website users medical information, including their locations, to Meta. 
Ooh, uh-oh. Yeah, no bueno. Uh, there's this tracking tool embedded on these hospital websites called the Metapixel. And uh, it's even inside the password-protected patient portal. Say that five times fast. The But that's only in seven of them, where even when you log in and stuff, then all your shit's going through straight to the face bag. Can you imagine that? Yes. I am imagining it right now. It's not a surprise. Um, I was kind of surprised it was only 33 out of the top 100 U.S. hospitals they looked at. But anyway, it tagged all the data to the people's IP addresses. So, you know, they can identify exactly who they are. And it got things down like scheduled appointments, their medical condition details, the prescriptions that they are prescribed. so weird that like Meta would track you. It's it's so weird that I'm they want to know those shocked. things. I love that too. It's like, oh, we can pray specifically on this person because we know their weakness. We know, know what they like. Weakness. <laughs> we, we know, know what kind of titties you like to search. Yeah, I'd love to see some lawsuits come out of that. This, I mean, we know Meta has plenty of money. Yeah, to just throw little, some settlements out. Get to a people. little chunk out of it. But ugh, patient portals and the moving of. Healthcare information online is just gross to me. I don't know. It's a little wiener-ish. I mean, it's lame to have a bunch of papers sitting around somewhere, too, but what True. can you do? What can True. you do? Yeah. I, I always get... No um, one is safe. Very rarely do I deal with Western medicine, <laughs> but when I do, they always give me that, like, oh, sign up for the patient portal and you can pay your bills online and blah, 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 and I never do. I always just throw that paperwork out. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well... You can just have my info sitting in an abyss somewhere. Yeah. Uh, scientists found a multi-planet system that hosts two Earth-type planets just 33 light years away. Uh-oh. Yeah. Now that, when they said Earth-type planets, I thought like, ooh, water and land that could, you know, have life on it. No, it's always a big stretch, isn't it? It was a huge stretch, I thought. Um... These were spotted by NASA's Transiting Exoplanet Survey Satellite, or TESS for short. And, um, yeah, they said that they're not habitable because they have these relatively tight orbits Mm. and temperatures that are too high to sustain any liquid surface water. Mm. So, no water, no humans. More like a Venus-like planet, then. Yeah, described as rocky. (laughs) Okay. With a uh, small cool m dwarf star at the heart of the system neat yeah neat that's what i said but hey they got 33 in the headline i mean that's that's all you need yep and finally in toronto a 33 year old man was charged after allegedly setting a woman on fire on a city bus what is up with public transportation in candanavia just don't do it i guess yeah, he uh, poured a liquid substance on her. I'm guessing like lighter fluid or something. Uh, lit her on fire and then tried to run after she was rushed to the hospital, but was arrested nearby. So nice. Yep. Um. And unfortunately, though, and why this becomes a story is because it's being treated as a suspected hate motivated offense. Which, yeah, I would think burning someone is very hateful. That's a hateful thing to do to someone. Yeah. Anyone. So stupid. Seems violent crimes. Violent. And I love that hate motivated offense. Instead of just saying hate crime. Although it was like the police division of hate crimes up there in Canada. Yeah. Um, I thought only Canadians. I thought Canadians only killed in love. 
That nope. was my understanding. I think uh, all violent crimes are hate crimes, but that's just my unpopular opinion. Uh, and luckily there were really barely any coof stories this week. I got two. COVID oh, hospitalizations in Ireland are up by 33%. Oh, shit. And in massive two shits, COVID <laughs> cases fell 33%. Whoa, good for them. It says virus hospitalizations tick down. Good job, guys. Yeah. Good job. And with that, let's go behind the curtain. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm ready. Me too. Ugh. Ready. So the Drug Enforcement Administration released its 2021 report on their domestic cannabis suppression slash eradication program this week. And I was like thinking it would follow suit with everything else I've read, which is like, well, more places legalizing, crime going down, you know? No, wrong. Uh -oh. There was an increase in their activity as they chopped down five and a half million more plants in 2021 than they did in 2020. Oh, my God. Yeah. They also made 32% more arrests. And it was like right around 5,000 arrests. Stupid! You're so stupid! And they seized three times as much bulk processed weed in 2021 compared to 2020. Uh-oh. Yeah. So that was shocking. Uh, and then... My favorite part is they had all these photos of like, you know, they're like hydro operations and oh man, they're so pretty. It's so pretty looking at people's grow ops, you know? Yeah. They look so neat and clean and there's all these big tall plants and you just know you, well me, I could take my clothes off and frolic through them and no one would know I'm naked because the plants are taller than me mm -hmm. and they've got all the watering system hooked up and oh, it just looks so clean and neat. And they're like, yes, these hydroponic operations, we took the equipment and destroyed the plants and you know you got to be weary of these because in hydro the thc levels are much higher that's why people are going to hydro i'm like no oh, yeah, sons yeah. of bitches people have to grow indoors because if you see a plant outside you're gonna raid them and burn it all down to the ground no not your granddaddy's pot oh no no no, no, oh, no. God. you know how i feel about this too the higher thc rates yeah. You're the claim, not your granddad's pot. This is dangerous to smug. It's like, okay, a lot, most states, I guess I can't say all, but most states will tell you on the label the percentages of THC, CBD, all the cannabinoids. Yeah. If you don't want high THC pot, don't buy high THC pot. Don't go for a high dose edible. Yeah. You know, five milligrams is a standard dose for an edible. According to, like, the researchers, you know? That's a mm -hmm. research standard. It's just so frustrating. Especially because the plants cap out at, what, like, 31%? If you get, like, a crazy, crazy high strain, yeah. 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 And don't do derbs. Fine. Don't do the extracts. That's fine. But you know what? Don't, like, say kids are dying from them either. Yeah. You can also smoke an enormous blunt of some middies and get pretty stoned oh yeah yeah but i feel like when you smoke flour it kind of plateaus also the yeah, high there's kind of a point right so it's just so ridiculous weed is weed where you max out <laughs> is it weed good it's weed that's how i feel it's nice to have the high uh, potent stuff because you can just like hit a baddie and you know you don't need to like keep dragging yeah you can just do it real fast and then you're done go on with your day 
one hitter quitter. One to the face. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. Something I mean, for everybody. It's like it's like why we have beer and whiskey. Same reason. Yes. Sometimes you just want to slam a shot. Thank you. And people always want to relate weed to alcohol, alcohol, regulate it like alcohol. Well, then why aren't we allowed to have the Everclear of weed? You can also take <laughs> uh, some fucking whiskey, shake it up in some ginger beer, and uh, have a bigger drink with the same amount of uh, alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. And you can take the potent weed, you can roll it in a joint with some less potent weed or some fucking straight up CBD if you want. Yeah. And it's like you got options. As long as the Delta 9 <laughs> THC is less than 0.3% by weight, it's federally legal. Yeah. So, 50 state legal, they tell me. Yeah. <laughs> and good luck measuring the brownies. <laughs> yeah. We get some heavy ass brownies, so. <laughs> yeah. They're thick. That's right. Oh, anyway. Uh, NIDA, the National Institute on Drug Abuse release some information on a grant they have available this week for one and a half million dollars. Uh, they're seeking someone or group to create a national database to track medical patients. Oof. As if that wasn't happening already. I mean, they, they note that there are state registries with all the medical patient information, basically, but they said they're not uniform and they don't include health outcomes, which they're very interested in. They want to know how people obtain pot, how they consume pot, and they want to know, like, which strains they're buying, what cannabinoids are present, which, with the seed-to-sale tracking, should all be available in the database, I would guess. Uh, medical card status, and if you don't have a card, they want to know your conditions and symptoms anyways. Why are you buying pot? So recreational folks, you're going to be tracked in this database too if you uh, have to scan your ID and stuff. Uh, yeah, they want to know the symptoms you're addressing. They want to know what products your physician recommends to you versus what you purchase. Uh, they want to know if there's changes in symptoms, changes in use of other medications, drug interactions, what other medications are they using. So uh, all this information... NIDA is hoping to have in a national database available to any of the evil scum that wants to look at it in the name of research. So they're, they won't be accepting applications until October 15th, and then the window closes November 16th. We'll see what happens. Uh, Rahul Gupta, the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy Director, had an interview with the Financial Times this past week talking about how the Biden administration has prioritized harm reduction. I love this term because you can flip it around. I think it's harmful for law enforcement to kick down people's doors and put guns in people's faces and burn their crops. Yes. Yes. But what do I know? Uh, Gupta pointed out that anti-drug campaigns don't work and uh, the punishment through criminal justice is uh, not really the way. Yeah. You know? Not very effective. Uh, they're kind of, they're focusing, of course, a lot on fentanyl and overdoses going up. Uh, there were over 100,000 overdoses in the past two years, which I'm sure the scamdemic had nothing to do with. Right. 69,000 of those were fentanyl. Oof. Yeah. That's a lot. Um. 
But, you know, he points out the wins, as he doesn't call them, but is alluding to for the Biden administration, funding the nationwide distribution of naloxone and Narcan, uh, fentanyl test strips, and, of course, their clean syringe programs. But um, I didn't know this, but there's still a ban on supervised injection sites, a federal ban. Even uh, though it's one of those things like weed, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a bunch operating all over the place, like the two in New York City we've talked about. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many terms for those harm reduction centers, overdose prevention centers, uh, supervised injection sites. <laughs> yeah. State, That's the creepiest one. <laughs> yeah. State operated flop house. <laughs> That's what I want to call it. Hey, uh, baby, want to supervise my injection? Uh, 1-800-BECOME-A-NARC. That, you know, that's the feeling I get. It's like, oh, come here and sign in. Meet our nurse. She's a lovely lady. Tell her your life story and then, uh, you know, inject in the corner or in the DMV. I, I just picture like a DMV. You know, like white tile and these shitty plastic chairs all over the place. But there's a nurse behind the panel. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been to one yet. I'll have to creep in. I'm sure there's one not too far. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Gupta says they need to understand the clinical effectiveness of these safe injection sites before they lift the federal ban. Um, so that's a rubbing point for some folks in the Biden administration. Uh, but then finally, he brought up weed and he said that federal legalization would follow the science after evaluating the 19 recreational states. Oh, neat. It's like the new, uh, we don't have enough studies. They're like, yeah. we, they can't say that anymore. Everyone knows that there's pl- study after study after study. Right. Now it's, we're following the science of legalization. That's an amazing story, man. That's, That's cool as fuck. Yeah. So, no good news there. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love this harm reduction, but uh, no weed for you. Get in line and follow the science. You know, it's like, it's, God, they talk about fentanyl and shooting up so fucking much. Imagine if you really were addicted to that. You read this, you see it on the news everywhere you go, you're just constantly thinking about it. That sucks. Stop talking about the opiates. Yeah, yeah, you're breaking the fentanyl rule, which yeah. is, uh, you can't talk about it unless you have some. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. Oh, let's be real. I mean, big fentanyl is behind them so we know how this works what happened to you china you used to be cool oh the senate indian affairs committee hosted a meeting entitled cannabis in indian country just kidding it wasn't called it was called (laughs) cannabis in indian country Uh, okay just as insensitive indian come on they're native americans right um american indian is actually (laughs) Uh, overwhelmingly the preferred nomenclature oh, really? for most tribes. Yes, American Indian. American Indian. Okay, well, noted. <laughs> the Seneca Nation was present and seemed to do the most talking. Uh, they want tribal federal state framework that's separated, you know, obviously, freeing the tribes to do whatever the fuck they want mm-hmm. without state interference. Because, of course, what's happening is the tribes are trying to do stuff, sell weed, and then law enforcement is sitting right outside of the reservations. So gross. Arresting people. Yeah. So it's like, and then we're coming in and being like, hey, uh, you can't do that because we do it this way and you guys don't have the seed to sell tracking, blah, blah, blah. 
So they're just saying, hey, let us do what the fuck we want, which I thought was the point. Yeah, it should be. The- I thought that, that they already were. I mean, I guess you can look at some of the casino situations and see problems they've run into in the past. Uh, fuck, you can look at all of history, American history, and see the problems they keep running into. But uh, good news is the whole thing, uh, everyone there in this meeting was stressing the need to end federal prohibition. Of course, in their point of view, it was to uplift tribal markets. But it's just good news for everyone if you uh, just remove weed from Schedule 1. It would solve a lot of problems. Yeah. Both uh, in the criminal justice system and the economic system. Yeah. Not everything. Not a magic bullet. But uh, there's just so much extra bullshit and deadweight total loss that comes out of prohibition. And that's just not even counting into all of like the actual harm done. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised the native Indian, the American Indians still talk to Americans at this point, you know. I'd be like, if I were them, would not leave the reservation, would sit there with a gun. Uh, I mean, (laughs) okay, (laughs) stay in your land cage. I don't know. What are you going to do? I just hope they don't sign more papers. It's all fucked no matter where you turn, you know. The contracts is how we always got them. It's going to keep being that way. I guess. I don't know what this wee shit's all about. Never signed no contract with nobody. Oh, me neither. Nobody. We, as in America. I don't know. Yeah. The new America. So, in Connecticut, there was a bus driver who said he didn't know his gummy snacks included THC. And that was bad news because he had to stop the bus... On the side of I-95, while he was driving passengers back from Mohegan Sun Casino, and uh, he fell asleep (laughs) in the driver's seat. So someone called the cops, obviously, and the police showed up, and there he was, unconscious in the driver's seat, next to an open package of Smokies, Edibles, cannabis-infused fruit chews. I'm just reading the label, my friends. Wow. I am really high. So, I thought cannabis was like uh, what oranges are. Well, his name was Jin Huan Chen, and he's a commercial bus driver for oh. the Boston-based GoGo Sun Tour, and he's worked there for ten years. Now he's being charged with thirty-eight counts of reckless endangerment. Damn it. For this incident, he probably really didn't. Know. Uh, and his boss says he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, but he has a sweet tooth and likes candy. This would never have happened a couple of years ago, but now there's marijuana everywhere God here. God damn it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, I guess he doesn't speak English or read English too well. But then he shouldn't be fucking driving because you have to read signs on the road. That's very scary. Yeah, you know. Don't eat things that you don't read what they are. That's dangerous. I mean, there's no there's no letters on the uh, sign test, is there? You got to know what the signs well, are without you can n- know with, the words. with color and shape. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but he's crossing state lines. Oh, no, not state lines. That's where we draw the state lines. You didn't tell me he was crossing no, state I'm just, lines. I'm picturing the green highway signs. That's it, Just because I know it's a highway sign doesn't tell me anything about the information on it. Yeah, okay, that, that part is like you got to know the exit, right? Are we going to I... I only know things out here now. Are we going to I-70, 71, I mean, 35? Probably got a GPS in Chinese, man. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm just kind of bummed out. No one on the bus is like, hey, you just ate a bunch of edibles. It's cool. I'll drive. <laughs> yeah, no one's cool. 
on the bus when they ride the bus. No. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the it's the go go. Like, Sun fun tour. Like, OMG, what do you expect? OMG, we need to call the cops, man. Well, as soon as it said people coming from Mohegan Sun, I just pictured a bunch of elderly folks. I know I'm terrible, but <laughs> that's what I picture. So, oh, well, I'm sure they got back to their geriatric care centers. <laughs> Thanks to the police. Yeah. <clears throat> At least he pulled over before falling asleep. Yeah, yeah, he's a responsible driver. Yeah. Uh, an investor and advocates have brought up a lawsuit in Florida. They are suing the medical weed regulators who allegedly failed to provide public records and approved an investment firm's request to own more licenses than they are allowed to under state law. So what happened... There's, there's this group called Gotham Green. Okay. And they were approved for a proposed recapitalization transaction, which is already sketchy, in the Ontario Superior Court of Justice. So we're over boundaries here, over nation lines. Uh-oh. And, Crossing um, international borders. Yeah. Well, you know, Canada's had f- fake legalization for quite a while now. So you can do tons of business up there and then come down here and try to monopolize. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, they wanted to take control of this group, Ianthus, in 2020 after Ianthus defaulted on a loan. And it was approved in Ontario, uh, but it required regulatory approval from the United States. 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 <laughs> the U.S. states. Um, so in Florida, there's a law, the medical weed law, which prohibits an individual or entity from directly or indirectly having an ownership stake of more than 5% in more than one licensee. Hmm. But despite that, the Florida Office of Medical Weed granted a variance to Gotham Green, allowing it to own more than 5% of two state-licensed medical companies, MedMen and Ianthus. Mm. MedMen is one you hear all the time. They're in every state yeah. that has legal weed. Um, and same went in Massachusetts, but there's no lawsuit there. They approved their change in ownership as part of that recapitalization transaction, too. So they're probably over their limit of licenses there. Um, so anyways, the regulators were asked to produce documents about this variance, but all they gave the folks in the lawsuit, was a redacted report from a third-party consulting firm which found that the proposed recapitalization dirt the dirt didn't meet Florida requirements. They said, no, they can't have that. They already have 5% in this one license. They can't have a second one. It says right here in the law. So now there's a lawsuit on their hand. We'll see what happens. Mm. Is the law respected? Or is it, you know, carved out? For these folks with money. <laughs> I think I heard the law go by just now. Yeah, exactly. The big weed that everyone talks about. Yeah, Borgbud. Borgbud. Yeah. There's so many groups that are just in every state. And then it's like, they come to your state when you get medical or something. And, oh, you favor people for licenses that live in your state. That's unconstitutional. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. And then they win, and then they take licenses. More licenses. Because they've got the money. 
and all the startup crap. Ugh, it's just frustrating. And the experience, you know, that's the most frustrating part. Anyway, in Illinois, craft growers can get back to work because the judge lifted his order. Nice. Yeah, last Wednesday, right after the bowl. He must have been bowl after bowling. And was like, you know what? This is fucking stupid. You I know finally we got, convinced him. We got another lawsuit coming, but these are craft growers. These are the little guys. Yeah. And uh, only three of the 88 have even been approved for pre-construction permits. So at this point, they're not even going to open till next year. We got to get this ball rolling. And yeah. So it he, shall uh, be. I think he finally realized. This is going to keep going. Yeah, seriously. I... <laughs> It's just frustrating that you would stop everyone else because someone's got a problem. <laughs> Maybe I'm the terrible person. Yeah, but it's like, hey, uh, if you have an issue with how you didn't get a license, let's just worry about you, but let the other people who've been approved just keep going. Yeah. Unless you've got something really nasty you can prove. Yeah. About a certain license that was received. And it's never like that. It's just like, oh, I was treated unfairly. Yeah, just... Just uh, put the brakes on the people that uh, are under scrutiny or question, right? Right. This is between me and them. This has nothing to do with you. That's the way it should be, but no. Put the brakes on the whole market. Yeah, everybody's punished. Stupid. That's why you shouldn't live in Illinois. Yeah, well. Illinois, you drive through, you say, I'm not stopping here. (laughs) Unless the uh, big holes in the road force you to. Oh, cripes. Yeah, let's hope not. In Kentucky, Governor Andy Bashir issued an executive order this week naming members to a medical weed committee who will travel around to other legal states and advise him on ways that he can advance patient access since the legislature refuses to do anything. Oh. It's kind of cool to see a governor taking initiative. That's interesting for sure. Yeah. That would be a fun job, too. You want me to go to a recreationally legal state or a medical state and just go hang out at the dispensaries <laughs> and see how this is. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. I could do some research, that's for sure. That's a great job. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> well, what happens is the people have a card and they come to the door and they get their card checked and then they come in and then they hand you money and you scan the card and you give them their weed. It's amazing. It's wild, right? <laughs> it's like an Apple store. But with weed. Fucking rocket science, dude. Yeah. Oh, well. Very advanced. Very advanced legal tricks. He needs his research. You know, so. But hey, if he can do something and uh, get patients weed, go for it. It's awesome. If he can get it done, then... uh... It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Maybe not a step in the right direction is a story from Mississippi where the Supreme Court upheld a life sentence for a man who was found guilty of possessing one and a half ounces of weed. Ah, uh, life? Yeah. yeah. Was he a third well, striker? Exactly. You already God damn knew. it. Yeah, Alan Russell, given life without parole in 2019, should have been a three-year sentence. 2019? But- yeah. There's still three striking motherfuckers on an ounce and a half in 2019. That's unconscionable. Again, should have been a three-year sentence, but it was his third strike, and Mississippi has the habitual offender rules. So um, he was 
His previous convictions, there were two separate house burglary charges and one charge of being a convicted felon possessing a firearm. Mm. So under the, you know, ju- straight following the code, life sentence. That's, That's what it calls such for. Bullshit. So Russell appealed. I mean, he's getting better. Look at his track record. He's getting better, exactly. right? Exactly. He like, went from being a burglar yeah. to just having a gun, not just, using it, yeah, just ha- having it. Having a gun as a felon. Then well. just having weed. Then just having some With weed. With no guns. Just weed. No. I know. It, anyways, Russell appealed, saying this was cruel and unusual punishment, violating the Eighth Amendment. Um, and the Mississippi Court of Appeals deadlocked with five to five on their views on this. Uh, so the Supreme Court agreed to hear the case. And it was a split decision, but they upheld it due to what they called his violent past. And I, you know, reread the article and I was like, violent past? It's Now, it does say house burglary, but there's no details and I couldn't find any articles on it. But if no one was hurt during the burglaries, is that still violent because he invaded someone's property? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Okay. I just think of breaking violence Breaking and as, entering, right? Yeah. Yeah, but breaking laws, and the laws are unharmed. Well, that's a little different. Yeah, you literally are breaking in, so... <laughs> ah, it's just frustrating. It is frustrating when you see someone that is proving that they're improving. But, uh, I guess there was a, another argument they tried to put up saying that when he was arrested... Uh, law enforcement was serving another drug-related warrant on him, which there were no details on, and executing a search warrant on his premises. And uh, he wasn't cooperating with them, so they had to deploy unspecified chemical gas oh. to get him to surrender. Had no choice. So they tried to paint him as a violent person. <laughs> Just weed, come on. Yeah, Mississippi is a wonderful place. Yeah. <sighs> The three, st- the mandatory minimum is so ridiculous, and the three strikes laws, like the three strikes law, is heinous. Yeah, that it's needs absolutely to be changed. heinous. the The fact that it can be three any fucking rules, you know, three of any law. Yeah, it's it's a little bit silly. Yeah, well, you know, I could see if it's three active violent offenses or whatever, you know. There's repeat plenty, rapists and murderers. Well, there's plenty of repeat rapists and murderers who are walking the streets. This makes no sense to me. Yeah, you know, it's it's justice is so pick and choose these days. It seems. So oh well. Yeah. In Nebraska, it was a win for medical activists in their lawsuit because the federal judge has issued a preliminary injunction against the state. Uh, which is barring officials from enforcing a requirement that activists collect signatures from a minimum of 5% of voters in at least 38 counties across the street. The state. The street. Across the street. <laughs> That's a lot of counties over there. Yeah. So, yeah, not just across the street, but the whole freaking <clears> state. <throat> so, now they don't, uh, they don't have to do that. They're... Deadline's coming up. I think it's in three weeks they have to turn their signatures in, but it looked like they were doing pretty well for having lost two of their major donors. Um, I know Senator Anna Wishart was reaching out to Elon Musk and Snoop Dogg on Twitter. Hey, it would be great if you sent us some money. So we'll see how that works. (laughs) Yeah, if you tweet people, they will send you money. Well, Snoop Dogg 
you know, had his concert, his 420 concert in Nebraska and shook hands with all of them, met the moms of these kids yeah. suffering from epilepsy and whatever. I, I was kind of hoping he'd write them a big fat check then. <laughs> but, you know, if, if, uh, I don't know. If wishes were horses, beggars would ride or whatever. That's what they so. say. Hey, so now she's just asking straight up in a tweet, which I'm sure their uh, PR team will get to in a timely manner. <laughs> but, of course, in Nebraska, you know, they, it's been an uphill battle because they ran into, in 2020, the whole one-topic issue saying, oh, your initiative... Goes against the state's uh, one-topic rule. For right, didn't that origin out of there? Wasn't that like the first yes. time that the judge pulled a judge pulled that kind of thing? Yeah, South Dakota stole their playbook, the Nebraska playbook. Imagine that. Um, but now they have two initiatives. The first requires lawmakers to codify protections for doctors who recommend weed to patients who purchase and possess it, and the second initiative mandates legislative action to safeguard pop businesses that obviously supply the product. So. Nice. Yep. Good luck to them. And I, I did see that they are paying signature gatherers, though. So they should be in the green. It just took a while. Yeah. Um, in, Cutting it close, but yeah. I think they'll get there. Three weeks, boots on the ground, plenty of time. In New Mexico, there's a class action lawsuit being filed against seven health insurance companies demanding that they cover weed costs for qualifying patients. Um, because, of course, in New Mexico, the cost of medications used to treat behavior, behavioral, a terrible word, or mental health disorders must be covered without cost sharing. A.K.A. the insurance company has to pay 100% of the cost under their Behavioral Health Services Equity Act that went into effect this year. Um, some of the groups, <laughs> some of the defendants, in this lawsuit include Blue Cross Blue Shield and Cigna. So, big boys. All our best friends. Yeah. Um, but they're seeking compensation for any expense made since January 1st when the BHSEA went into effect. The Bachasasasa. The Bachasi. <laughs> Bachasi. Yeah. Behavioral Health Services Equity Act. It's pretty intense. Asking insurance companies to pay 100% of the cost for any medication used to treat behavioral or mental health disorders. That's a lot of medications. <laughs> so, you go, New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, go get them. I mean, I was just interested in, uh, you know, workers' comp claims covering it when mm. there's an injury and someone's like, you know, I'm going to just take some weed instead of <laughs> opiates or whatever, but... This is just a whole new level. Yeah. You know, I've got ticks. I smoke weed to calm the ticks. You got to pay for that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, not cool for the insurance companies, but fuck them. <laughs> right. They're just made of money. It should end. Yeah. In New York State, growers are suddenly being limited to one and a half acres of total usable land. Many had been approved for four acres, and now they are forced to destroy crops oh, no. that they were growing to get ready for the market rollout. And the worst part, the total usable land includes paths for walking around your crops. Oh, you my know, God. it's not just where you're growing. It's the 
total usable land. That's such asinine bullshit. And everyone's limited to one and a half acres. Yeah. Stupid. It's like, I'm sure this was done in the name of the environment, but honestly, destroying crops seems like the most heinous thing you could do to the environment. It's done in the like, name of me and a dumbass. Yeah. So, also, this week in New York City, the sheriff's office seized more than 12 trucks from Weed World Candies for outstanding parking tickets. Oh, man. And some for illegally parking, allegedly, overnight. But yeah, yeah this this company, Weed World Candies, had over $504,000 in outstanding parking tickets. They're going to get you. Yeah. The owner blames the contractors who said, oh, the contractors should have paid the tickets, but they just uh, quit and left the burden on the company. <laughs> Spider-Man and pointing so, at Spider-Man. Yeah. Those trucks are impounded until the debt is paid. They're also looking into what exactly Weed World candies might be selling. Uh, they say it's just CBD lollipops, but who knows? Who I've knows? Seen, who knows I've, indeed? I've seen pictures of the trucks. Don't stop in New York City to visit, but <laughs> I've seen the pictures. They look like they're all over the place. In North Carolina, Governor Roy Cooper signed a bill to allow federally approved drugs containing THC. Whenever that happens, you know. Waiting with bated breath. Yep. <laughs> well, the FDA approved THC only. Um... In Oklahoma, the attorney general filed charges against two attorneys this week who were accused of facilitating black market operations. Based. Yeah. Logan Jones and Eric Brown of Jones Brown Law Firm. <laughs> law firm names are so frustrating. Let's put all of our last names in a row. <laughs> <laughs> name, 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 and name. Yeah. Um, anyways, what they were doing was directing medical businesses to sign consulting agreements. Again, don't sign shit. Uh, with their law firm, which would have their employees act as ghost owners of the companies so that it looked like they had an Oklahoma resident that was obtaining the license oh, and managing the company and whatever. Sneaky. And then you get companies like there were three search warrants and over 20,000 plants seized during this whole investigation. You want to hear the names of these companies? Let's hear The big it. three. Dow, D-A-O-K-8, LLC. Okay. TNZ LLC. I wonder where these folks are from. <laughs> and uh, the final one was Evergreen Cannabis, which was a smart name choice. Yeah. I just think it's pretty fucking bold for you to put Chinese names on your LLCs and then claim that you're being run in Oklahoma. Yeah. Pretty fucking bold. I suppose. It's kind of uh, edgy. Yeah. Risky. I think so. Rolling the dice on it. Uh, they, the, the law firm told the companies to pay them $3,000 per license per year to keep them as a consultant, uh, or, you know, pretending to be the resident sure. holding the license. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I bet there's a lot of scams like that. Around, oh, I'm yeah. sure. And hopefully this is just the tip of the iceberg and the whole thing starts melting and we start uh, finding out about them. Cause this, no, fuck that. Um, but yeah, more than 400 growers list the Jones Brown law firm as 75% owners of their company. Wow. So that, that, this is going to be an investigation, I'm sure. And it's, it's just like, wow, they already seized over 20,000 plants 
from just three of those companies. <laughs> Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Yeah, those guys are rolling in the dough. There are going to be millions and millions of pot plants being seized. I wonder if they only get hit for a fraction of what they got. Yeah, nah, I wonder they too. can't be rolling in like H- HSBC or anything like the really big league guys. No, but you know there always has to be a fall guy too. Right. In each area where it's like, look, we're doing our job. Look, we uh, cuffed these guys. So that means they're, all the bad guys are gone. <laughs> Ooh, I hear the thunderstorm rolling in. Thunder. Uh, in Vermont, Governor Phil Scott vetoed House Bill 728, which would have created a group that was supposed to craft plans for opening safe consumption sites. Here we go. Okay. I think it's hilarious. It's like, okay, you want me to... <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, state versus federal here. Once again. But it's again. like there's a federal ban... On these uh, government-run drug havens. But they wanted to just pass a bill to legalize them anyway. Well, it's kind of like weed. <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah, I, th- I was thinking on this. And safe consumption site is not a good terminology for it. If the writers of the bill had called it an overdose prevention site, I think it might have had a chance in his eyes. Maybe. I think overdose prevention is much stronger wording for this. I mean, it's all bullshit. It's all how you sell it. But yeah, the overdose prevention is a bigger sell, in my opinion. Now, in Germany, lawmakers have set aside funding to create 10 staff positions to oversee the implementation of legalization. So things are moving forward there. And uh, in Russia, I bet you didn't hear about this one. Um, But a former employee of the U.S. Embassy in Moscow was just sentenced to 14 years in prison for medical weed that was prescribed to him by a physician for a back surgery he underwent. Oh, my God. Yeah. Come on. He was detained in August of last year with 17 grams of flour. (laughs) That's it? And he pled guilty because he had his prescription and everything, had the medical papers explicitly showing that it was prescribed to him by doctors and solely for medical use. Uh, And where are the U.S. officials? No comment. No comment on this. Nothing. (laughs) Radio silence. In Russia, medicine use you. Yeah. Wow. That sucks. Well, you know, it just just reminded me of uh, something else that's going on in Russia. I got a little clip. I think Uh I hear something. Uh oh. Hey, good old shoe. Yeah, that's good right. The one that we can't get rid of. Brittany. I mean, Brittany Griner. <laughs> there was an update on her case. True, Brittany. You know what the update was? What was the update? Her pretrial detention has once again been extended to July Uh-oh, 2nd. Kicking that can some more, huh? Now, Brittany has pled not guilty. And the U.S. officials, of course, classify her as wrongfully detained. We keep hearing that. Wrongfully detained. Right. Well, she had allegedly hash oil in a vape pen. I didn't hear about a medical prescription. I didn't hear about why she would have had hash oil. Right. So homeboy, you're saying, has uh, a doctor's 17 note. grand and a doc or 17 grams, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, not grand. That would have been suspicious for 17 sure. 17 grams on a doctor's note from a back surgery. Yep. And he's getting it. 14 years in prison getting it. But she's wrongfully detained on some hash oil. And I, I don't understand that. Uh, that that seems to be a disconnect. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting. And you think about the way that 
our political climate's going right now, and Homeboy is a, a, a white guy, and Grittany is a black lesbian. He was there with his wife, too, so he's heteronormative. Heteronormative <laughs> cis white. Oh, my God. What a piece of shit. Probably middle-aged. <laughs> yeah. Russian. That never helped anybody. Oh, he's not Russian. He's an American. Oh, you said he was Russian. No, former employee of the U.S. Embassy in Moscow. Okay. Yeah. This whole thing is very, very spooky. Yeah. So there's an American who's been imprisoned for medical weed. Yeah, that's horse shit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear anything about it until... I'm even madder now. ...his uh, charges came about. Well, then, you know, it's, it's a perfect time Damn. to uh, maybe listen to a metal moment. I think so, but uh, I'm going to pause record real fast to just save my shit, because the thunder is, like, raging. Thunder! I flagged it. I know, I, all of a sudden, the whole bowl is shaking. I was like, ooh. Boom, boom, shaking the room. The flag will have to add maybe, or maybe subtract, like, three to five seconds, but... Yeah. For time codes, but that's all right. Uh, yeah, before we move to the metal moment, I wanted to... Thanks some of these boostograms that slipped in while we were chatting. Uh, starting with 3330 sats from Tom Starkweather. Woo! Out of our friend Podfriend. All right. Thanks, Love Tom. seeing the little Podfriend eyeball there. Yeah, the monster's so cute. Podfriend. Uh, the cutest nude podcast app of them all. Uh, yeah, he boosted the first Kit Kat. He's listening to episode 169. Uh, or maybe he's listening to live and he's boosting the last episode in there. But either way, cheers, sir. Uh, 3333 from Lavish at a fountain. Woo! He said, here, hold this butt coin for me. (laughs) I got it. We got it for you. Holding the butt coin. One cheek in each node. Uh, (laughs) 8888 from Abel Kirby out of the live tag and curio caster. All right. Thanks, Abel Kirby. Uh, he says, take off your clothes and frolic. Hell yeah. Excuse me. He says, take your clothes off and frolic. And frolic? My, uh, yeah, frolic. What did I say? Frolic? Uh, That's what it sounded like, at least. She wasn't wearing anything! Oh, man! In reference to your uh, frolicking through the weed garden, hydroponic weed setup. It's a good time. Everyone should do it once in their life. Um, yes, I I think so. I would agree with that. If you like that, Boost, wait till you see what happens next. Uh, next, 8888 again from April Kirby. Woo! Out of the live tag in CurioCaster, and he says... Erectational research sounds like a banging gig. <laughs> yep. Sign me up. Yeah. Oh, fucking. If that's a federal position, then you get all these stupid holidays off, too. That's true. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Probably have to piss test or something. I was just going to say, you probably have to pee in a cup, though, which I'm out. That's what they call a deal breaker. Yeah. Well, you know what not is not a deal breaker? Being able to have a metal moment every week from the Rev, Cyber Trucker. And, uh, of course, he brought us one again this week. Metal moment. Let's take a listen. Yes, let's. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. 
if you've got the munchies from all of the goodness that you've been hearing so far, I got a cheeseburger for you. Well, I got a song called Cheeseburger Maker Do from you. From the 1991 album What a Joke by Christian thrash metal band Deliverance, this is Cheeseburger Maker Do. Yeah, that really is the entire song. And now, <laughs> back to Sir Spencer and Dame Lorian. All right, well, thank you, Rev. Yes, thank you, Rev. Appreciate you. That was a hell of a song. Wow, hell I think that's the first time we've ever had a full, uh, whole entire track as the metal moment. Yeah, I think so. Hamburger Maker Do, man. Hamburger <laughs> Maker Do. Crazy things. Cheeseburger, excuse you. Cheeseburger. It'll put some cheese on the Well, hamburger. yeah, without the cheese, it's not as compelling. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't even want to think about what the cheeseburger maker do. <laughs> it's the sound of the cheese there. Thank you. Uh, you can follow Rev Cyber Trucker and all his exploits over at knowngenosocial.com at Rev Cyber Trucker. And you can go to RevCyberTrucker.com. Yeah, that's right. Click on it today. You won't regret it, right? I already don't regret it. And I clicked on it. It's a great site. Great rev. And uh, he's pushing it all around the country, man. Making sure we get all our shit on time. Hell yeah. We're a true American dude. True American dude, man. Oh, man. Well, this week we were talking about a uh, special first time I ever. First time I ever bought some kind of a physical object. Something tangible. Something you can touch and feel. With Bitcoin. So, uh, you know, if you've done that, then all you gotta do is call 816-607-3663. Tell us all about it. Did you buy something? Physical? For Bitcoin? We want to hear it. And uh, this first caller is about to weigh in right meow. Hey, bowlers. So the first time I ever bought anything with Bitcoin, probably the only time I ever bought anything with Bitcoin, is, uh, well, I paid for VPN service because, you know, sometimes you need a VPN and sometimes it needs to not be through, uh, well, somebody you work with or, or work for or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, because, uh, yeah, sometimes that's good. Um, I have been given Bitcoin at, at various times. Um, I, so I've had some and I've, and I have, um, I have used it to buy Satoshis also, uh, to, to, to stream to people, but it's something I need to get my, get my act back into. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm, uh-huh. I'm kinda, um, you know, yeah, I know, I know that certain parts of my anatomy like to make donations. <laughs> I can neither, you know, I can neither confirm nor deny that is actually happening, but, uh, but yes, I, I think, um, yeah, I need to be doing that more. I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to get through all my nonsense and, Unfortunately, yeah, this is the the joy of uh, adulting when, uh, yeah, certain other adults aren't acting like adults. Um, yeah, we I think we I think we know who I'm referring to. It's not uh, it, it's not my uh, my partner, my current partner in crime, but my my uh, criminal past partner. <laughs> that's a, that's all I'm going to say about it. Anyway, but uh, yeah, that's that's the fir- that's the uh, the first time I bought something with uh, Bitcoin VPN service. I think I think I actually I think I've actually done it twice. In fact, it's a good way to good way to uh, get rid or to uh, yeah to extend the VPN service uh, for uh, you know for all of your VPN needs, right? Right. Uh, and no, I'm not paying uh, Nick the Rat the Dark Sewer VPN or the Bemrose VPN or whatever oh. it's called. It's uh, yeah, something else. But anyway, um, that's it. 
In the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. In the bowl. I'm tell- you're missing out on that dark dark sewer VPN, man. Dark sewer VPN. Yeah. Uh, C-dubs is like, that's not phys- uh, physical. Um, technically, the, the prompt, I guess, I was wrong. Because it's just the first time something. I ever bought something with Bitcoin. And a subscription to B- a VPN is something. You're right, it's not physical. But I was wrong in uh, couching it that way, I suppose. Very cool. Well, maybe I got the prompt wrong because we didn't announce it on the last show. So. But then uh, he also said that he bought sats with Bitcoin. Sats is Bitcoin. How'd you buy sats with Bitcoin? I am interested in that scheme. Sign me up, baby. Sign me up. <laughs> no, I know what he's saying. He's saying he put some into a podcast wallet and uh, he boosted some bitches. That's what you uh, want to be doing on the internet these days, boosting bitches. Boost me, bitch. Uh, you remember the first time you ever bought yes. anything with a Bitcoin? It was recent. Super recent. Super recent. It was at the uh, Kansas. If we're doing physical, it was super recent. It was at the Kansas City Bitcoin Block Fest. Yeah, whatever we were gonna call it Block, block party. party. And I bought a burrito and a margarita. Oh yeah. With some of the Satoshis I had earned that day for selling rocks and jewelry to people. There you go. The circular economy. Yes. Yes. Being all circular and shit. Cool. It was wonderful. Yeah, I remember. I remember. It was good times. Good times, great oldies. So uh, what about you? For me? Yeah. Digging way back. <laughs> I was trying to rack my brain. Because uh, there are a few things that I've paid for in Bitcoin. Um... And the thing is, like, the first time I got Bitcoin was way back in 14, and, oh, my memory is not really that great from that time, just in general in my life. Uh, There were a few web services that I uh, could pay for in Bitcoin, um, but I'm pretty damn certain that the first thing I ever bought with Bitcoin was pot seeds. Yeah, federally legal now. Because there's certain places in Amsterdam... That we're doing that really early. I never used the crazy cool Tor dark web net fucking Silk Road type shit. The dark web. Dark web. Dark web. There was just a regular uh, site. When we were freshmen in college, there was just this... uh, I don't even remember the name of it, to be quite honest with you. But there was just a site you could PayPal for all kinds of fun research shit. Uh... Right over the regular interweb. And yeah, they'd send you like 2CE in the mail, all kinds of weird shit. And my neighbor did all of those. I can't remember the name of that fucking thing, but it was pretty interesting. Mm. Uh, and legit. Neighbor perks. Yeah. <laughs> did I say neighbor? Roommate? I meant roommate. If I didn't say roommate. But yeah, yeah, you said neighbor. My neighbor. My neighbor who lives in the same room as me. <laughs> in college. Separate beds, though. Separate beds. Bed neighbor. Yes. We weren't bunk mates, just, just roommates. <laughs> yeah, good times, good times. But yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, seeds of weeds, man. Seeds of weeds. Yeah. In the chat, I'm seeing bowlers have bought drugs with their Bitcoin. D-rugs. And a cold card. Oh yeah, cold card. Um, the first time we had a BTC Pay server and integrated it onto the site, so that you could like spin up uh invoices and pay us bitcoin that uh was ran on a vps that i paid for in bitcoin which was kind of cool yeah very cool very legal yeah bitcoin investment into getting more bitcoin 
you too can do. Crazy world we live in. What a world. What a world. Crazy caller calling in. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I had to think today was the first thing I ever. Uh, I know <laughs> it's. Uh, I had to rack my brain too. Uh, I guess purchased. I don't know. We want to put that moniker on there because I never really actually physically purchased something with that. Uh, I guess I did. Uh, first thing that I ever uh, spent Bitcoin on in that way it would be. Uh, through Stink Chat uh, when I donated to Bold After Bold for the first time. Oh, shit. Early on when Sinks was still a thing. It still exists. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would have been exists. the first time that I uh, ever used Bitcoin through uh, that app. I can't even remember how the hell I even got... I guess I just transferred money out of a wallet into it. Uh, in the Sphinx chat. That was a, quite a while ago. Yeah. I know there was like a lot of like uh, wait time on everything back yeah. then, which still happens now and then with the different apps uh, that you sit there and spend. I know uh, the guy from Fountain actually emailed me about it and uh, said that I hadn't been listening very much, but how dare I, you? I don't necessarily always listen to podcasts, only ones that I miss through Fountain. Um, but uh, sometimes it locks up with uh, transactions, which I think is seems to be, I don't know, just bugs getting worked out of the system, maybe. But uh, I don't know. Maybe hopefully they're fixed, fixing them in the right direction and not uh, making it worse. Yeah. Anyway. In the bowl. In the bowl. Hope so too. Yeah, my fountain panic attack. Oh yeah, where you had to wait to... forever. Yeah. Yeah, raise your I hand if uh, Oscar emailed you and asked you why you stopped using fountain. My hand is raised. That's, I think that was everybody. <laughs> yeah. So I remember Adam and Dave mentioned it. Cause I be listening to live shows. Yeah. Mostly a little of this or that. Yeah. Once you hit the zero sets in the last seven days supported, then they're like, "Hey man, what are you doing?" What are you doing? What's this next caller doing? He left a voicemail right at 11.11. Spooky bastard. The very first thing that I bought with some Bitcoin was this raging, rock-hard erection. Oh! Oh, yeah. Uh, Other than that, I have... Yes, I have only sent Bitcoin sending it to podcasts. Nice. In the bowl. And he bowl. has spent uh, quite a bit of it sending it to podcasts. Boostbury. Boostbury. You mad lad. Yeah, he's been a boosting. The known boosting maniac. Um, You get a boner, though? Or you get a boner for sats? I, I, I'd check it out. I'll give you a boner for a Bitcoin. Hey-oh. <laughs> yeah, that seems, like a, that seems like a deal. Yeah. I would say so. For the Bitcoin receiver. More so than the boner receiver. It's like a lopsided uh, boner deal there. Um, this next color, though, nothing lopsided about any of it. The first thing I ever bought with Bitcoin was shit coins. Oh, shit. Back in the uh, in earlier days of uh, Binance and gotcha. those type of things, uh, buying just lousy alternative coins, uh-huh. that, was, that was my first thing I bought with Bitcoin. Some of them actually, I mean, the Binance coin itself 
uh, did pretty well. But other than that, I mean, it's just like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if everybody goes through that experience uh, if they participate in the sort of world, if they, uh, you know, lose a good chunk on some on some good old-fashioned shit coins. Right. And they go, well, I'm going to just do one, two, three. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. You got to diversify, uh, right? Jobless. In the bowl. Jobless. Jobless. That's what they say. You got to diversify. You spread it all around in your turds. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I had a few shit coins here and there. Still get shit coins out of uh, that Brave browser. It sends you shit coins. Oh, yeah. Free shit coins. We turn them into Bitcoin. Yep. Um, and then sometimes people click on our website, bullafterbull.com, and put shit coins through Brave into there. Because we, like, we're a verified Brave creator. I don't know. A couple years back, we'd signed up for that thing. It's been on ever since. And sometimes people dump it in there if they use Brave and have a stack of bat, bat shit. Have a stack of guano coin. Massive um, dumps. Big, big dumps. They call them big fat dumps. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Big Daddy Lavish. T.Y. Lavish. Yeah, the I uh, had some Doge back in the day because, not because I bought them with Bitcoin, but because there used to be fountains all over the goddamn place. And the Doge fountains I used to hit back when Doge was worth uh, f- fucking almost absolutely nothing. Uh, and now it's like a nickel. So there you go. I mean, it used to be fractions of fractions of cents. And it used to be fountains that would spit out, oh, faucets. Thank you, Servo, corrects me. The proper term is faucet. Were you saying fountain? Yeah, I was using, I was saying <laughs> fountains. Fountains, no, faucets. Uh, yeah, you could go get a faucet, click a link, post your wallet address in there, and they'd send you uh, chunks. They used to send like uh, four to 5,000 uh, dogecoins to your bitch ass at a time, man. Yeah, you get a few thousand, few thousand Dogecoins per hit out of them faucets, which was cool. It was a wild time back in the Dizze. There still are fountains, man, but uh, faucets, goddammit. But uh, I got fountain on the mind. What can I <laughs> oh, say? Oh, we're man? in the city of fountains, so That's that right. doesn't help. Yeah, Kansas City. Surrounded. City of fountains. Kind of pre-programmed for it. What can I say? What can I say indeed? Well, uh, this time we don't want to roll right on through. See, last week I was just so out of it. Yeah, well, I was now just... you got the sniffles, I hear, so. Uh, I got some kind of weird allergy thing going, but I'll be all right. Yeah, we have to pre-program you to leave a voicemail for the first time I ever did whatever we want you to talk about for next week. Yeah, I've got a list here. Consult the list. Oh, let's see. First time ever. Fuck with a Ouija board. Found a dead animal. Uh, headphone sex. Got fired. Uh, got a pet. We did that one. Yeah, cross that off. So we can cross See, that off. See, it was That's on good. the list. Uh, bought something physical with Bitcoin is what my list says. Oh, I'm sorry. I you didn't broadened, do it no, right. you broadened it. It's always a good decision to broaden it. The broader we can get, the more, you know, stories people come up with. They're like, oh, yeah. Ooh, first time I had a fucked up roommate. That one was kind of funny. Remember oh, that one guy suggested? <laughs> That's a gr- I have a great story for that Maybe one. we should have the first time I ever had a fucked up roommate next week. Okay, let's do it. I like it. I like it. So the first time you ever had a fucked up roommate, we want to hear about it. Uh, oh, first time I ever went on a road trip. C-Dub says in the, the chat. List. That's going on the list. That's a good one. 
F-tie. But if you ever had a fucked up roommate, call and tell us about it. The first one, specifically, at 816-607-3663. Yeah, or text if you're voice shy. Yes. We will read your story. To everybody, all of the bowlers. Yeah. And uh, if you've never had a fucked up roommate, what that means is that you were the fucked up roommate. <laughs> so you can call us and tell us about that, too. You can tell us about that as well. F-tie road trip. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Well, you know, that leaves one more thing on our agenda. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. Roll some. Okay. Uh, this first story comes from our good friend Brinkamania. Oh, yeah. So thanks, Brink. Uh, a tombstone in Iowa with a father's hidden message is causing controversy. It reads, Forever in our hearts until we meet again. Cherished memories known as our son, brother, father, papa, uncle, friend, and cousin. Now, the way it's laid out, if you read down the lines with the first letter of each line, it spells fuck off. Oh, snap. And That's so fucking great. The staff at the t- cemetery says... Profanity has no place where loved ones are laid to rest. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. And uh, there's a lot of people complaining, apparently, all over the place. And so the family is hoping they don't have to get rid of the gravestone. And I am, too, because anyone that's got a problem with that gravestone should just take the advice that's written on it. Right. And fuck right off. Why not? God. Makes sense to me. Yeah, they just talk about him being a funny motherfucker, and if he didn't like you, he wouldn't talk to you. And you know, they're just honoring their dad. They talked to two of their kids in the news article. It's a graveyard. Yeah, keep on walking. Yeah, it's not like he's popping up yelling it at you every time you walk by. This is pretty funny. Just avert your gaze. Iowa will not stand for this. <laughs> uh, but I hope they do. That how terrible would that be? You know, those stones are expensive. You're going to tell us, potentially, and I hope not, but potentially tell this family, you need to replace your father's tombstone. Get fucked. They should pay for it, if that's what they decide. Don't you think? I agree. Ah, it's like, I mean, a basic tombstone is like five grand these days, right? Yeah. It's not cheap. No, it's not. In Cambodia... A fisherman caught the world's largest freshwater fish. Whoa. Yes. It was a stingray in the Mekong River who measured almost 13 feet from snout to tail. Damn. Weighing slightly under 300 pounds. Strangely enough, the previous record uh, for largest freshwater fish was also from the Mekong River, and it was a giant catfish Whoa. in 2005. That was a big thing. Now, they did not relay the fate of the stingray. I believed it was released back into the river, but the fisherman was paid market rate for it, which was about 600 bucks, which I thought was awful low for 300 pounds of stingray. Huh. <laughs> Two bucks I a mean, pound? I mean, if they paid him the market rate, they probably ate it, right? I think it was more of just a, like, hooray for your discovery <laughs> kind of thing. Because they talked about how they really want these uh, creatures to be breeding in the river. Like, yeah. they just built a dam, and they're worried that these uh, 
fish and species aren't going to keep mating there and they're going to die out. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah, mercury. I guess they could have ate eaten it. Mmm, tasty stingray. Well, that's enough ray to go around right there. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, a British man was turned away from giving blood this week after he refused to answer on the little fill-out sheet if he was pregnant. <laughs> yes. Leslie, Leslie Sinclair, a 66-year-old man. Oh, uh, that's why. No, it, that's terrible. To He's had to deal with enough bullshit in his life. His first name. Yeah. Guy named Leslie. He was over the pond. He's already he's already ready at any moment to fly <laughs> off the handle over the Leslie thing. You know it's true. He's been Leslie his whole life. And then they ask him if he's pregnant, and he's had enough, man. Yeah. 66 years. <laughs> Fucking burst. Says, Go fuck yourself! I'm not! No! <laughs> well, he's given over 125 pints of blood over the past five decades. Damn. He says. Uh, yes, he's an avid blood giver. But he was on a trip to Stirling, Scotland, and was told to fill out the form, which he said is pretty normal. You always fill out a form that asks you about, you know, diseases you might have or conditions, <laughs> things that run in your family, yeah, your blood you, type, perhaps. Did you ever go to a disco in Africa uh, anytime since 1993, that kind of shit? Have you ever fucked a monkey? <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, there was a question on there that asked if he was expecting or if he had had a child in the past six months. So he just left it blank, and he brought the clipboard up and thought everything would be fine, and the staff said they could not accept his blood without an answer. So he fucking stormed out. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he told them he was a man, and they told him that they were working towards being inclusive. This is the issue with Scotland. Yeah. If they're inclusive, then they should have included included his form. They should have included no check. him and taken his yeah, blood. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so sick of these fucking people who, uh, uh, their idea of being inclusive is to like kick people out or make them do other shit. If you're inclusive, then shut the fuck up. Yeah. Then and include just, everyone. Yeah. Quit making people do other shit if you're so goddamn inclusive. It's like, uh, and, and I've been bitching about this for years because we went to the fucking, we tried to go to a regional burn with the dogs. And they kicked us out, you know? Yeah. Radical Rad- inclusivity. Yeah. Radically inclusive. Radical inclusivity. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. When exclude I whined people. about it, they all defended, you know, they were like, well, you can't, you can't exclude like uh, rapists and murderers. We would exclude them if they're dangerous. I'm uh, like, well, you know, then you're not radically inclusive. That's yeah. like, and yeah, I'm saying like, you should probably not be. Radically inclusive. You probably shouldn't include murderers and rapists, but you also shouldn't like falsely claim that you're radically inclusive because a brother got a dog on him at a fucking camp out. That's all. Yeah, radical inclusivity, everyone. That means that you're not allowed here. Fucking retards. Yep. Well, that's the state of things. I'm with the guy. You know, just leave. Fuck those places. Yeah, fuck them. You don't want my blood? That's better for me. We're losing business because we're trying to be more inclusive. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Get with it, people. Come on, think about what you're saying. In Arizona, a teen was saved from overdose by an online gaming friend 5,000 miles away in Europe. Yeah, see, that's the thing about gamers, man. Look out for each other. 
Yeah, this uh, 15-year-old had been talking about committing suicide, which doesn't help, you know? Right. And uh, then I guess he just stopped responding. So his buddy, who was playing with him, uh, called the local police where he lived in Arizona to check on him. And the cops showed up, knocked on the door, and the parents were like, what the fuck? They were totally unaware of the situation. And so the cops told him, like, hey, we're here to do a wellness check on your son. So they let him in and found him unconscious on the floor after taking an unknown number of pills. Uh, but he was still breathing, and they were able to revive him with the Narcan spray and take him to a hospital. And wow. now he may likely never be able to own a gun, but, you know, he's yeah, alive. Yeah, that sucks. Does it count if you're a kid? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Once they find out you tried to suicide and failed. Once you go wacko, you can't go backo. That's the unfortunate part of it. <laughs> You're on a fucking list, man. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's like, and that's not funny. <laughs> no, it sucks. It's a, yeah, it's it's it pretty. It sucks, but yeah. Not it's that a, not that a gun would be like a surefire way to suicide or do a cleaner job or anything, you know. But um, what are you suggesting, Lorian? You said it once. You go wacko, you can't go backo. Yeah. yeah. But you, you're an American. You should be allowed to have a fucking gun. Right. And you should be allowed to try again as many times as you want. <laughs> That's freedom. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. all. You should be free to do whatever you want with your life and your body. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Hey, there's an 1800s inspired theme park for sale here in Missouri. No way. Yeah. Is it uh, Steal Your Dollar City? No. I didn't Are you think kidding so. me? No, no, no. This there's is, only a um, little section of that that's like uh, old timey. It's like. But it's in there. Uh, what are like the little lakes called that's to the west of the Ozarks? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? There's like Truman Lake and. All of those. It's, it's to the northeast of those. It's like perfectly between those and the Ozarks. It's to the west, the but then it's Ozark. to the east? It's to the west of Lake of the Ozarks. Uh-huh. But you're going to see some like Finger Lakes or Rivers. Finger Lakes is in Columbia. No. Lake of the Ozarks. So you're the, talking about... Uh, see those things? The Pomosa the, Heights? The hand of, of water. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go north of that and okay. then to the east. No one can see your map, so this is uh, irrelevant to I'm them. I'm just looking at it. Montrose Lake? No, to... Now you're too far west. Go east. In oh. between Lake of the Ozarks yeah. and that cluster. In yeah, here? Yeah, just like a bu- Warsaw. You could literally just type in Warsaw, Missouri. Okay. I'll type in Anyways, Warsaw, Missouri. Gee whiz. It's uh, 20 acres with 20 buildings uh, that this family built themselves, specifically the guy uh, who's selling it. He started building these cabins in a steam-powered grist mill. Yeah. An old jail, a schoolhouse, a general store, a tavern, a blacksmith shop, a post office, and a cozy one-bedroom cottage where he currently lives. Started building that all when he was a teenager in the 70s and his grandparents bought the land. 20 acres. Uh, you know what it's listed for? What? $295,000. Oh, that's achievable. It's achievable. I know, it's right in the middle of Missouri. It's, it's achievable as shit. Yeah, uh, Truman, Truman Lake. Truman Lake, thank you. See? I was right. I meant, I said that. And then you said, no, 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 it's uh, east of Truman. Well, it is to the east of that, right? So the Truman Reservoir feeds into the Lake of the Ozarks. It's kind of like the, you know, they they dam it, dam it up when the lake uh, is too full, and okay. then they let it flow into the lake when the lake is low. So the skinny waterway yeah. between the hand and the Lake of the Ozarks 
is Truman. Oh, the big reservoir. And then, like, I don't know. I guess it's the Osage River still that flows through them, right? Technically? Don't know. I mean, that's what it's always been is the Osage River, but now it's just, like, goes from Truman Reservoir to the Lake of the Ozarks. And the Lake of the Ozarks is the dammed-up former Osage River. Does that make sense? That sounds right. <laughs> but you're the expert. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm so, Missouri man. Uh, this place opened in 1979, and guests paid a general admission fee of $3 to see what life was like in the 19th century. And they had all sorts of events all throughout the years. He talked about his grandma and his mom uh, making all these crafts to sell in the store, the general store. And then again, you know, just building all these places with his dad, his grandpa, himself. Um, but they closed down the end of 1995, and he tried to sell it in 1989 and said not a single person came to look at it. Imagine that, 20 acres, 20 buildings, one livable cottage. I mean, shit, there's two uh, 1830s cabins on it if you're not opposed to camping. Glamping, really, in a cabin. Yeah. So, um, he did mention in this article that he's currently in talks with someone who... Wants to revive the attraction. So if there's any bowlers out there looking to hit the middle of Missouri, you got to get in quick. Get your offer in. Do it up. Yeah. Less than $300,000 for 20 acres in this economy. I was like, ooh. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, land by the lake does seem to be yeah uh, on the affordable end of things. Get off so. the beaten path and get some deals. There's some deals to be had. Yeah, and then it's like you get the tourists in the summer. It's a win-win, hopefully, if you can advertise correctly or whatever. I mean, you got a Walmart Supercenter right there. Or some Farm and oh. Home right there. Yeah, so Newman's there you Country go. Country Mart right there. I mean, where are you going to go wrong? Don't know. Tightwad's right across the lake. Top Gun Armory. <laughs> got all you need, man. Maple's Ford, Dollar General, Jesus. Smoking hot BBQ. Get up in there. Warsaw is a beautiful place to be. And it's Missouri, land of the free. Home of the show me those titties <laughs> and everything else. That's Ain't right. called the show me state for nothing. Let me see what it looked like. So I have another one of these stories uh -oh. where a Tennessee couple took in a kitten that ran up to them on their back deck. It wasn't a kitten. And it turned out to be a baby bobcat. Oh, man. Yeah, funny how that happens. And bobcats be out there tricking people left and right. Bobcats are so cute. They are adorable. I dude. remember, in, uh, I think it's New Hampshire where it's legal to have a pet bobcat. And when I was a little kid, I was like, I'm going to move up there just so I can have a pet bobcat. That didn't pan out. And it was not something I was interested in as I got older. Mostly because I have that fucking terrible cat allergy. Which, I don't know if that counts for bigger cats or not, but... Boy, cats and I do not get along when we're in the same room. But anyways, uh, so this little, what they thought was a kitten, ran up to him on the back deck. So they uh, brought it to a pet shelter for rehoming. And person behind the counter was like, uh, you know that's a bobcat, right? No. And they were like, oh my gosh, no, no, no. But 30 minutes later, volunteers from Walden's Puddle of Nashville picked it up. And that's a place that provides care for sick, injured, and orphaned wildlife. So, Bobcat's safe. Nice. Yep. 
In Mississippi, a message in a bottle traveled 295 miles in, get this, 33 years. Now, a a crew was working. You tricked me. In the Yazoo River (laughs) when they found a glass bottle floating in the water. That's so cool. And saw something in it and realized, oh, it's a letter. Uh, But when they tried to remove it, the paper was wet, so they had to nuke it in the microwave for a minute to help dry it and they did finally get the note uh out but it came apart and they pieced it together and determined it was launched into sardis lake in 1989 by a sixth grader named brian Dahl for a school project imagine if that was a school project now hey throw your trash into the water it's all right it's got a letter in there identify yourself and throw your trash in the water <laughs> <laughs> I just Come think on. of all the preachiness all around, you know. You can't be throwing things in the water. Think of the turtles and the fish and the frogs. Anyway, they wanted to get in touch with Brian Dahl and let him know, hey, we got your letter 33 years later. But um, sadly, they were contacted by his father, who let them know that his son died a few years ago. So it was kind of bittersweet for the family that they found that. And now the crew is uh, going up to meet the dad and give him that letter and learn about Brian. So, neat. Cool. That's uh, So, a learning letter. Yes, let's, let's call it that. A blast from the past. Yes. A man was at a park in Florida uh, taking pictures and videos of an alligator that was a big one. Oh, yeah? He said biggest he had seen in the wild, like 8 to 10 feet. Dude lives in Florida, so he should have seen He's seen some gators. Yes, his fair share of gators. Um, When he decided to look away for a moment to check his zoom lens, and the gator swam to shore and charged at him. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. It didn't quite reach him, so the man was able to take a few steps back and continue getting his photos. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That was the most Florida man part of that whole story. Yeah. I was like, oh my. Strong finish. He's like, well, I saw that. I noticed that the gator waited until I looked away. So, you know, as long as I don't look away, I can just keep taking my photos, taking my videos. Yeah. Take the ghost <laughs> and Mario. The video goes from being like steady to the lunge happens and then it's all shaky, you know? Like his <laughs> hand is shaking. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> But he still he committed, you know. He still got uh, footage of that gator plus a lunge in there. You need to take a scarecrow along with you when you're shooting gators. <laughs> Something. Paint a big face on the front with some eyes, like the fucking Pan's Labyrinth, big ass eyes. Then they're like, "Ah, oh, no, I can't charge him yet." He's still looking. Why is he still looking at me? Man, he's got me staring. He's staring me down. <laughs> Uh, in Pakistan, a baby goat was born with 19-inch ears. Holy shit, that's a lot of ear. Ears on ears. Yeah, could be a record breaker, but they have to wait till she matures to full size to find out. Um, she was born on June 5th, and currently, her ears drag on the ground when she walks around. Which has gotta be so freaking cute. (laughs) Put her in some jammies, put her in some jammies. Uh... She's a Nubian goat, which is known for long ears, but these are long even by the Nubian standards and possibly due to genetic mutation. So, genetically mutated ears in yeah. length. 
Large cool. ears. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty long, I think. 19 inches, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Um, so it's exciting to see how they will look when she's bigger. I hope they still drag on the ground. That would be <laughs> awful cute. I mean, it sucks. It sucks for her, but yeah. yeah. And finally, my last story, the night I posted in the bowl, because uh, I just, uh, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. Uh-oh. I want to bl- I want to think this is fake, <laughs> but a terrified trucker picks up a ghost. That's what, I, that's what the headline reads. And so there is this convoy passing through Argentina's Cordoba province when the head of the convoy saw a woman standing at the side of the road. Uh, when he looked in his rearview mirrors, classic ghost shit here, she was gone. So he called back to the other drivers like, hey, did you see that lady on the side of the road? And they were like, dude, she's holding on to the back of your rig. I'm taking photos of this shit right now. And then disappeared moments later. Damn. Now, the pictures do not look like a ghost. No, they that's look a, like a bitch hanging on to the back of the rig. That's a chick hanging on, and then she jumped off at some point. Disappeared. I know. I, I, I mean, she's I'm, wearing all black, right? I'm frustrated that there's it's no nighttime. video. Yeah. If, Photos seem easy to fake. Yeah. If it's nighttime... She's wearing a black dress. She's dark black hair. Then, uh, yeah, she jumped up on the truck, rode it for as long now, as she needed, and jumped it, back off of there. It looks like a black dress in the photo, but they say that it was actually a red jacket. Okay. And so it's so a red the, jacket. It, it's not reflecting light very well, is it? No. No. Sure is not. <laughs> uh, but everyone in the convoy was so spooked, they decided to skip their plans to sleep overnight nearby and drive another 100 kilometers before stopping. <laughs> Better push on to the next and town. I, that, I'm just saying, yeah, if that... Yeah, hitchhiking ghost around here. If I saw that, like the pictures, <laughs> if I saw that, I would be fucking moving on. Real, real bitch or not, you know, if that's a ghost, that's scary. If that was a real lady who was uh, brave enough to hang on and then just let go and fall under the trucks, that's scary too. She I don't want to stop here. She jumped to the side. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, uh, you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. Yeah. And uh, jumping on the back of trucks, it's way hardcore. Way hardcore. Well, thanks to the hardcore bowlers hanging out live. Thank you, thank you to everybody listening to this in the future on your favorite nude podcast app. It's been a fun one. It's been a good one. Yeah, it's always a great time in the bowl. Uh, Don't forget to join us on Friday night. If you got a question for the book guy, hit us up. Let us know. What do you? What have you always wanted to know from Sir Paul? Let us know. Just give us a ring. 816-607-3663. That's the number. That's the number. We will be live and lit at that time. And, of course, we will be back next Tuesday and every damn Tuesday at about 9 p.m. Central Time, U.S., when DH Unplugged wraps up. In sickness and in health. That's right. <laughs> you can always hear us live. Bullafterbull.stream. And, uh, you know that uh, the world spins around. And I remain Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'll still be Dame DeLorean. Till next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Some place to keep balls. You can't. You better be streaming sats.
Sir Spencer, Dame Dolores. I also know a thing or two about cannabis. Do you know how bad you sound? Oh, man! Bowlafterbowl.com 